Welcome to Nimmin Live, the number one place on the internet to learn about YouTube, network with other content creators, and have an awesome time doing it. My name is Nick, and today I'm answering your YouTube questions. And if you're watching this on the replay, I do want to let you know that we are adding timestamps to these now. So you can look at the timestamps and or the chapters, and you can just jump around to a bunch of different questions in the stream because each stream changes based on the questions that people ask during the stream. So because of that, I encourage you to kind of look around those timestamps, see the things that might be relevant to you and um, skip around to those or just sit back and enjoy the whole episode because even though the timestamps are there, sometimes you know you might get some really good information out of something that was previously shared in, um, in something, uh, you know, in, in one of the other questions. So make sure that you skip around a little bit, but also make sure that when you get the chance that you sit back and just kind of enjoy them. In addition to that, um, I also want to let you know that for those of you that are audio listeners only, for those of you that just kind of like, you know, listen to this in the background or whatever, um, we are uploading to the podcast um, again as well. So you'll find uh, Nimmin Live on your favorite podcasting platform of choice. And um, you can also listen to it there as well for those of you that just kind of listen to it in the background. So we are putting them there on a delay. So if you want the most current ones, then you need to be here. But if you want to have them, you know, a delayed version, so you still get the information, then of course you can listen to them through the uh, podcast itself. So with all that stuff out of the way, I do want to let you know that um, today's stream is brought to you by TubeBuddy, which is the number one tool for YouTube content creators. TubeBuddy will help you optimize your videos for discovery. TubeBuddy will help you test your thumbnails to make sure that the thumbnails that you're making are right for the audience or that it's getting the response that you're after for the audience and the traffic source that you are trying to go after. Um, in addition to that, they have over 90 different features that can help you grow your YouTube channel. You can try TubeBuddy for free at TubeBuddy.com slash Nimmin. Of course, there's a link to that as well as a bunch of other things down in the description, but I encourage you to give it a shot so you can see what TubeBuddy can do for you. Um, in addition to that, this stream is co- Hey, Dean Emmett in the house. What's up, bro? Um, in addition to that, um, this stream is co-brought to you by StreamYard, which is the live streaming platform that I use to stream this every single Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern. And the reason that I use StreamYard is because it's easy. They do all the heavy lifting for me in the cloud. It's easy to add graphics to the screen like you see here. Um, I don't have to have a strong computer to use it, even though I recently upgraded. Before, I was running this whole thing on like a 10... Nah, I think it was like a seven or eight year old computer. So, um, so you know, like the, the 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 heavy lifting is done for you in the cloud, so it doesn't end up stressing your computer. So you can try that at StreamYard.com. Um, if you are into live streaming and you just want to live stream in the most easy way possible. In addition to that, they also make it easy to bring on guests. So if you have other people that you bring into your streams, um, then you definitely want to give StreamYard a shot. And with all that out of the way, I do want to let everybody know that's hanging out in the stream right now. <clears throat> everybody that's hanging out in the stream right now that there is a form. Um, I'm just dropping a link to it here in the chat as well, where you can get your questions answered. So if you have a question, go ahead and get your question into that form right now, because as this stream progresses, it's going to get more and more filled up, which means you're going to have to wait longer and longer and longer to get your question answered. So go ahead and get it in there right now so we can get it answered on the stream today. Now, I also want to say, from time to time, you might notice a little bit of weirdness with my throat. So I'm getting over the illness, which is why I didn't uh, uh, stream last weekend as well. So I'm still having a little bit of, you know, issues with it. But for the most part, I got it worked out. I'm still crushing on some coffee to keep me focused and also got these little, you know, things to kind of help, you know, coat my throat and all that good stuff. So uh, so we should just keep on moving forward. If not, then I might reach out to somebody to like join me on stream or something like that to kind of help me carry it so we can still get your questions answered. But um, in addition to that, though, I just wanted to let you know that, uh, you know, 
if uh, you if you showed up last Saturday and we weren't here, it was because of that, because uh, because I was out, because I was having um, some sinus problems, a little bit of throat problems, you know, things uh, like that. And the, the bigger thing was actually just talking a lot and just going into like coughing and things like that. But let's not even talk about that. We're going to go ahead and move past that. But I do also want to mention that the shirt that I'm wearing today, the Value First shirt, this is from Doug Hewson YT. I got this out of his merch store um, and he has this. He's got a he's got a, a mug um, as well that I have sitting back there. Um, but um, if you are interested in that, of course, Doug Hewson YT is right here in the chat. You can click on um, his name and you can find him over on his YouTube channel. You can go pick one of these up as well if that is um, something that you are interested in. All right. Woo. Now, hope everybody's doing great. Kind of getting my uh, my energy up here while we're letting some of these questions get in here. Hope everybody had a fantastic week. I know there's been some uh, some crazy stuff going on for some of you, you know, depending on, uh, you know, where you live um, in the world, some big changes happening. So we're not going to talk about any of that here because we're here to talk about YouTube. But, um, but you know, for those of you that are, you know, um, you know, uh, you know, kind of frustrated about that, just kind of let it go for right now. And, um, you know, just kind of focus on what we're doing today. And then, of course, you can go back to, uh, you know, being upset about that <laughs> after the stream is over today. So um, the very first question, um, and again, these are coming from the, um, from the chat uh, or from the form that is down in the um, description here. But the very first uh, question is from Super Cooper Hobbies. Super Cooper Hobbies, um, they upload one time per week or more. They've been on YouTube for one year or more. They have a book review and recommendation channel. The goal of the channel says, I want to share the books that I read with the world. And the question, that's the goal. And the question is, I've got, um, I've got two, if that's all right. The second one will be quick. First, most of my videos are static talking head videos. What tips besides B-roll um, already use that uh, here and there? Do you have to making things more interesting to watch? Um, so the first thing, of course, is if there is anything that you personally can do on the storytelling side. I mean, since you are sharing information about books and you know, you're doing like the, the book reviews or book, you know, summaries or recommendations, when you're doing that type of thing, then of course you're into stories. The people that are that are interacting with your content are into stories. So because of that, if you can, you know, interweave, you know, the the process of storytelling into what it is that you're doing, you know, that would be something that could be beneficial for you. Um, and your second question is, uh, how often is it okay to miss uploads? I have weeks where I'm busy and I don't get around to production. So when it comes to missing uploads, you know, it's part of the thing. Sometimes you know that just happens. Um, you can avoid it if you want to put in the effort to avoid it. You can do so, and you can do that by creating content. And advance so that in the event that you do have something come up. Um, so what I'm getting at is like on those times where you're like, hey, you know, I got a little bit of free time here. Let me make, let me just over time work on this extra video. So in the event that um, I can't upload or I don't want to upload or, you know, I'm just busy, whatever the situation, then I can go ahead and, you know, make sure that I still have content going out. So I took that approach for like years and years and years. Um, I'm actually in the process of ramping that back up, you know, right now as well, because my consistency is also, you know, kind of taken a hit recently. But in terms of how, um, like, is it okay to miss uploads? Absolutely, it's okay to miss uploads, but keep in mind that YouTube does say in the um, YouTube help pages, and, and a few other places, they mentioned that when you upload less, um, that it can take a negative impact on your recommendations. So just keep that in mind. Like when you're not uploading, you know, as much or you're not hitting that normal cadence, if you do see a drop in your recommendations, it could just be because of that. Um, however, all it takes is one good video that people respond to at a high rate in terms of clicking on it, watching on, you know, watching it for a fair amount of time, further engaging in it and so on. And as long as that happens and they have a satisfactory experience, then that one video will fill any gaps that you 
you've left um, in the upload schedule. So it's not that big of a deal. Just what you don't want to do is you don't want to say, hey, I'm just going to take like a month and not upload. And then I'm going to come in and upload like two videos and I'm going to take like another month and not upload. Because then what you do is you not only um, just make it hard for like your numbers to stay relatively consistent or to keep growing, but you also start messing it up in terms of the process of creating content and how you work it into your lifestyle. Like a lot of people, when they think of consistency on YouTube, the thing that they think about is they think about like everything is about YouTube and everything is about the algorithm and, and all that. And you know, that's definitely a part of it. But on the other side of it, another really big thing about consistency is that when you are consistently doing the thing, then you are consistently, um, you know, going through the process of developing your skills. You're consistently, you know, working it into the free time that you do have available, or you're carving out sections of time throughout your week for it um, so that you can ensure that you get the content out so that you can, you know, uh, you know, make sure that you're given your viewers what it is that they want from you. And also so you can make sure that you keep doing the thing that you want to do, because here's the thing when you don't upload and then like another thing gets in the way and you don't upload again and then another thing gets in the way and you don't upload again then you know over a really short amount of time all of a sudden you're not making videos anymore right so because of that it's really important to try to make sure that you work it into your uh you know work it into your lifestyle so you can upload as consistently as you possibly can so that's a really good question. So uh, let's see here. Hybrid Steel, what's up, man? Hope you're doing awesome. Nice to uh, see you in the chat today. Um, also, there are some people uh, talking about Vid Summit right before we went live. Um, I do want to let everybody know um, that Vid Summit is coming up here at the end of September. It's going to be held in Los Angeles. Um, you can go to vidsummit.com um, to find more information on that. Um, but it's basically a, a conference for YouTube content creators. But I'm, I'm not going to say it's a conference. It's like the conference for for YouTube content creators that are serious about you know um, growing their channels, making money, doing you know. All all of the things professionally as a YouTube content creator, um, Vid Summit is the place. So um, you can check that out at vidsummit.com. And I just wanted to readdress that really quick because somebody mentioned um, somebody mentioned that uh, or they were talking about it here before the stream started today. So um, let's see here. Old Trish says, I just remembered to hit the like button. Good, good, good. Everybody else. If you're enjoying the show, remember to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend right now. Okay, so next up here, we've got we've got the book review um, taken care of. Next up, we've got question number two. We're gonna try to get through as many of these today as we possibly can. Hey, what's up, Jerry? Nice to see you on the stream today. Welcome back. Iron Wolf saying, yes, yeah, my problem right now, consistent uploads. Brad said also, you know, it's kind of what he's dealing with right now as well. Yeah, working it into, working it into, your, into your schedule, um, especially, you know, like if you have like a job and stuff like that and like working it into your schedule, you know, can definitely be a challenge. But um, if you can get it worked in there, um, it makes it makes everything so much easier. So uh, Gothic Raven Gaming is our next question. How many gamers do we have in here? If you're a gamer, just sound off. Just say me um, in the chat. If you are, hey, um, I will check it out, uh, Mike. Thank you. Um, so if, uh, if you're a gamer, just sound off in the chat right now to say, Hey, I'm a gamer or just gamer or me or anything like that to indicate that, that, that you are who, that, who I'm talking about here. But, uh, the type of channel here is a gaming channel. The goal of the channel is to give something, um, to people to watch. And the question is, how do I stick with my channel name? Um, I keep thinking that the channel name isn't catchy enough, thinking maybe people won't click on my channel if the name is bad. Um, it's at least my 25th channel name change. Wow. That's, that's a lot of channel name changes. So, um, so here's the thing. Okay. So we got a decent amount of gamers in here. Like to see that. So when it comes to, um, when it comes to your YouTube channel name, first off, um, one thing that's really important to know is that when, um, when you are publishing videos, 
when somebody sees, especially a new viewer, sees your content show up on their YouTube homepage, they're not looking at your channel name. They don't care. What they're looking at is the thumbnail to see if it's something that they're interested in, and they're looking at the title to see if it's something that they're interested in, something that you know that they want to watch. That's it. They don't care about your YouTube channel name. Um, however, the YouTube channel name does come in in important ways um, in other ways like for example um, if you know if I'm hanging out with my brother D and we are over at um, like Starbucks or something or we're having some food and we're talking about YouTube and we're like uh, you know hey we've actually been talking about TikTok a lot lately recommending TikTok people but like if we're you know talking about YouTubers and we're like you know hey you know I was watching this video the other day this person you know has some really good stuff or they made this really great tutorial or whatever the thing is you should check out this channel go subscribe to them when you have an easy to remember channel name and you have a unique channel name it just makes it easier for people to find you so for example if you are um if you, if you have a bunch of like letters and numbers <laughs> d's like don't bring me into this uh but if you have like a bunch of letters and numbers and things like that you know after the actual channel name that makes it hard for people to recommend it then you know long term as your channel grows then you know you might have some unnoticeable impact there and by unnoticeable i mean that you know when people can't recommend you you may not notice it um however you know it will lose you viewers here and there um also when it comes to your channel name another important thing to make sure that you're thinking about is just the brandability of your channel name as well. Because if you have a YouTube channel name and you're starting out as a content creator or you are on your way to establishing yourself as a content creator, one of the things that you um, have to face, I should say, is that when you are, um, you know, doing this sort of thing on the internet, you are essentially creating, um, you know, like a brand on the internet. So because of that, you also want to make sure that when you're looking at your channel name, that you're thinking to yourself, like, okay, this is a brand that I'm going to be growing. So since this is a brand I'm going to be growing, I'm going to commit to it. And therefore that means I'm going to, I'm going to hunt down something that's unique. I'm going to not only hunt down something that's unique, but I'm also going to um, make sure that the .com um, is available or another, you know, variation of the actual web address is available. I'm going to make sure it's available across other social media platforms as well so that I can go ahead and secure those so that as I build this up, anything that I might end up using, somebody else can't come in and, and essentially take that name from me. So if somebody hops on Google and they're looking for me, they'll be able to find me through one of the different ways, you know, for one of the different social media platforms or whatever, um, or it'll lead them directly to my YouTube channel or directly to my, you know, URL or my website. So when you are thinking of your YouTube channel name, you know, it's really important to make sure that you're thinking of, you know, of those types of things. So uh, really quick, there was a super chat that came in. I'm going to um, I'm going to hit this one really quick. Um, the ultimate quiz. What's up? Says um, thank you so much for all the feedback yesterday and for some cough syrup. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, that's what these are. They're the little like lozenges. Yeah. So thank you. Uh, thank you for that. Glad that you. I'm um, glad that you enjoyed that information yesterday. So uh, let's see here. So next up on our list, we're just going to keep on, we're just going to keep on trucking here. And um, just as a heads up, if you are just joining the stream right now, I'm going to go ahead and drop a link to the form right here in the chat so you can get your questions in there so we can try to get them answered uh, on the uh, stream today. So um, Ariel Barrel, um, Ariel Barrel says, are you a gamer? Um, yeah. So I play Call of Duty. I play um, Fortnite. I play Grand Theft Auto. Um, those are mostly the ones that I play. I, I play a little bit of VR, but I actually haven't played VR recently um, as much as I would like to. Um, but I do, you know, dabble a little bit in VR um, also. But yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, let's see here. So as we keep on going through our, uh, as we keep on going through our list here, we've got question number three, getting warmed up here, getting warmed up. So we've got um, Aaron's Church of Fun. Sounds like a good time says that they do Lego content. The goal of the channel is to make money and get 50 subscribers. And the question is, I've finally chosen one niche, which is Legos. Should I change my channel name, even though I have a shirt with it on it? Or is my channel name fine? Thanks in advance. Um, I think your channel name's fine. Um, however, Aaron's Church of Fun, 
um, doesn't really say anything about Legos. Um, so I would try to get Legos in there somewhere, um, like, you know, Aaron's ha house of Lego fun or Aaron's Lego house or Aaron's church of Legos or, you know, something like that, um, where you can get the, the Lego thing in there a little bit, especially in situations like this, right? Because like you're hanging out in the stream right now, Aaron, I'm not sure if you're still here, but if you're hanging out in the stream right now, like you have, uh, you know, like you're, you know, you might be like commenting or you at least, you know, put your, your, uh, your question here in the form. And for example, if there's somebody in the stream that's into Legos and I'm like, Hey, you know, it's Aaron's, uh, you know, church of Legos. Then all of a sudden those people that are interested in Legos, they're going, Oh yeah, you're still here. Yeah. So then, you know, those people that are interested in Legos, they're going to perk up for a second, right? They're going to be like, Oh, there's another Lego person in here. There's somebody in here that's into Legos, you know, to where it just kind of, you know, helps grab people's attention. Same exact thing. You know, when you're interacting in the chat, then it can help people, you know, just identify that you make that type of content, especially, you know, when you're elsewhere on YouTube and things like that. And also when I mentioned before about, uh, you know, uh, like when other people are trying to recommend you to like their friends and things like that, um, it, it's just easier for them to remember because it's about Legos. They just have to remember, you know, the stuff that's in the beginning of it. Um, and it's just crystal clear um, that when that recommendation is spoken as well, that it's also, uh, you know, about Legos. Ron's trains and things saying he loves Legos. <laughs> Legos and trains, Legos and trains. So I'll uh, see here. So next up on our uh, list and really quick, I'm going to take a quick sip of coffee. If you're enjoying the show, remember to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend right now. Will Star Mystery says, hey, Nick, it's been a while since I could catch a stream, but I wanted to say thanks for all your knowledge you share. I'm over at 33,000 subscribers now. High five and fist bump to you. Nice work there. Congratulations to you on 33,000 subscribers. Crushing. Absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. Okay, so next up on our uh, list here, we have How Big Is The Map? How Big Is The Map is a gaming channel. Um, the goal of the channel is to walk across all maps of the open of all open world games ever made. First off, um, I just wanna say the channel name, I love your channel name. Um, I love the co the entire concept um, of your channel as well. Just in terms of just like sit, being able to sit back and just watch people like walk around, I think it's great. Um, anyway, the question is, should I change the uppercase letters of my titles into lowercase? So instead of how big is the map um, in Witcher 3, it would be how big is the map in Witcher 3? Yeah, so um, one thing that I would actually do is I would actually focus the attention on Witcher 3 a little bit closer to the front of the title and then work in the how big is the map towards the end of the title. Um, and the reason that I would do that is because that way you are front and center in terms of the thing that, you know, that, that, that the, the people that you're trying to reach that care about, you know, Witcher 3, for example, um, you're front and center, you know, for those particular people that would be interested in that. Um, so I would actually kind of front load the game more than I would front load, uh, you know, the concept uh, of what it is that you're doing or the name of the channel itself in this particular scenario. But yeah, um, when it comes to um, using all uppercase letters. Um, YouTube um, has put out information saying that um, titles that have all upper class letters, um, they typically get clicked on less. Um, however, you can use uppercase letters for like emphasis and things like that. That's totally fine. I mean, technically you can use them for, <laughs> technically you can use them for, you know, just titles in general anyway. But, um, but you know, if you're wanting to, you know, be a little bit more uh, crafty with it or strategic with it, um, you know, when you use the, uh, the, the all caps for emphasis, then it's drawing a little bit more attention to the words instead of just having like a blah for the whole title, right? That's kind of the idea. 
Hey, um, by the way, um, if you are just joining us, I do want to have, I do want to let you know, um, or not even just join us if you're just hanging out here. Um, so right now there's a little thing happening right down here in the um, corner of the screen. This is a new thing that I just got hooked up today. Um, but basically, um, all the music that you're hearing in the background, this is coming from Creator Mix, um, CreatorMix.com. Um, there's a there's a, a link to the YouTube channel right up here at the top of the stream. But um, but Creator Mix is a music resource um, that was made by uh, my brother and um, and myself as well. And with Creator Mix, it's a free music resource for YouTube content creators. So if you're looking for music for your live streams, you can stream it in the background like I'm doing right now. If you go to CreatorMix.com slash stream, then it will take you to your favorite streaming platform of choice. Um, or if you want to use our music in your video content, um, you can do that as well. Just go to CreatorMix.com, create an account, and you can start downloading the music um, and using it in your videos right away. So um, so make sure you check that out. But if, you, if you're listening, let's say you got like headphones on, or you just kind of listen to it in the background, you're like, ooh, that's a kind of like that song that's playing right now. Um, you can get the information for that song and that little thing that's right down here in the um, bottom left-hand corner of your uh, of your screen. It'll show you the album cover so you can match it. And then it also has the um, the name of the song that's going across it in green there. So uh, let's see here. So next up on our list, we've got... Camplers says that they upload one time per week or more. Um, the type of channels gaming, they mostly play Roblox. The goal of the channel is to make their parents proud and to make money. And uh, let's see here. The question is, have you heard that 2 Chain song, right? Just trying to make my mama proud. <laughs> Such a fun song. But anyway, the question is, uh, so the reason I don't upload is because I just don't have any ideas. Like, yeah, I play games a lot, but for some reason, timing doesn't always feel right. What should I do? Um, so just as a heads up, like when, if like if you, if you can't, get past the first part of like, hey, like I just can't come up with any ideas. The very first thing that you got to do is you have to be like, okay, am I making the right type of content? Because if I can't come up with the ideas for it, um, like if I can't come up with at least just some, like a handful of initial ideas of some things I would really like to put together, um, then in that case, maybe I'm not making the right thing. Maybe I need to make something else to where I'll be a little bit more inspired to make the content. And you know, the, the ideas will, you know, come just a little bit, you know, easier for me. Um, so when you are, um, you know, when you're running into that problem, you know, it could be that, you know, that the type of content that you're making just isn't, you know, the perfect fit for you. Um, but if you're like, hey, you know what, shut up, Nick, I just want to make this type of content. Um, so tell me how to come up with video ideas. Then in that case, what you could do is um, in your case, if you have very specific games that you play, you can go to websites like answerthepublic.com, you get three free searches there, and you just put in the game. Um, if you want, you can put in like how to and then the name of the game and then answer the public is going to give you just a ton of questions that people ask about that game. Um, you can also use TubeBuddy, which is the tool that I mentioned earlier. Um, there's a link to that down in the description below, but they have something called a keyword explorer. As part of the keyword explorer, you can just put in the name of your game and then you can start to see the same exact thing. Like these are the things that people are looking for. And as you start clicking on different, you know, things that they recommend to you, then it just starts taking you down this rabbit hole of all these different ideas that people are looking for when it comes to the type of content that you make. And this is a applies to everything. It doesn't matter if it's gaming content, cooking content, crafting content, if you're making content about technology, you know, whatever the thing is, um, you know, these tools that I'm mentioning can help you, you know, do all of that. So, um, so I recommend that you use those in order to help get you started. But what I would do right now, is I would actually sit down with a piece of paper and pencil. I would open up those websites, open up TubeBuddy, and I would start just going through and just, you know, writing down all the questions that people are asking. In addition to that, I would hop on like Reddit into the communities over there. I'd hop in, in Facebook and hop into Discord, any of the groups there around the game. And I would just start looking for questions that people are asking, start looking for, you know, things that people are wanting to know or things that people are interested in specifically about the game and just start making content around that. Because if one person's asking about it in Discord, there's a really good chance there's a lot of other people that are 
are not in that group right now that would also be interested in that type of content. So because of that, you know, embed yourself into the community so that you can get the research that you need um, or you can get the information that you need from, you know, the communities on what's important to them and then, you know, start making the content. And again, you can use some of the tools that I mentioned earlier to, you know, help make the entire process a little bit easier for you there. Um, let's see here. So next up on our list, as we keep on going down through the thing here, we've got next question. This one comes from ain't newbie, ain't newbie. Actually, before I answer that one, will star my uh, mystery says, Hey Nick, I have a video doing pretty well. Should I post a short of it the next day or wait how long? My thought was to use the short option to drive traffic to the original video. Um, yeah, you can go ahead and do it the next day. That's fine. Um, basically both of them will end up showing up, but the short will be prioritized for the short shelf. So you won't really be competing with yourself much there. Um, so be because of that, yeah, I think you'd be fine doing the, um, doing the long form video and then doing the short, you know, the next day or maybe two days later. Um, I would give it, I would give it two days. The reason I would give it two days to let it breathe a little bit and then hit it with another surge of traffic traffic if your shorts typically perform well. Um, if you, you know, if you typically get people jumping from your shorts to your long form content, um, then I would have the video public and then I would let that, you know, breathe for like two days and then I would hit it with a short. But of course this would be based on, you know, your upload cadence. So if you're uploading a lot, then you'd want to squeeze that in. But if you're uploading, you know, let's say like twice a week, then in that case, um, doing like a video short video short, um, would be a, um, would be a good fit for, uh, would be a good fit for that. Kitchen Uncomplicated says two years to get to 100 subs, two months to get 80 more. Stick with it. Nick knows the stuff. Snowball effect is real. Absolutely. And when it comes to the snowball effect, let's talk about that real quick. So when it comes to, let's see here, your recorded audio is almost inaudible today. Hey, thanks, Ron. Let me turn that down here just a little bit and see if I can get that uh, fixed. It might be kind of peeking out. I'm not sure. I, I was I was adjusting like everything in here. So thanks for the uh, thanks for the heads up on that. I just turned it down. We'll see how it uh, we'll see how it turns out. So um, um, let's see here. What was I going to say? We talked about that. We talked about that. We talked about that. Oh, okay. So this one was on the snowball effect. Okay. So when it comes to snowball effect, basically like what happens there is, you know, when you first start your YouTube channel, you know, a lot of people see that huge challenge that's in front of them because you, you start with like zero views coming in. Right. Um, however, once you start getting, you know, some videos out and you start getting consistent views, even if it's five views a day um, on, on a video, then in that case, then you went from zero views to five views a day. And then let's say you publish another video and then that one does okay. And then you publish another one. That one starts getting five or 10 video views a day. Then now you have two videos that are bringing in, you know, 10 to 15 views per day. And as that whole thing keeps going, as long as those videos keep performing, when YouTube keeps showing them to people, then you start creating all this content that's bringing in viewership. Now, as that content's bringing in viewership, a really cool thing that happens is all of those people that are interacting with your content, as long as YouTube deems that they are having a good satisfactory experience with what it is that you're making, then what happens is YouTube starts um, showing some of your recent content to them. And if they start responding to that, then they start showing them more and then they start showing them more of that archive that you're building up as well. And it just kind of creates this whole thing to where as people are coming into your channel, they just can just start, you know, being exposed to more and more of your content as you keep, you know, putting out more and more of your content. But um, our next question here is from um, Ain't Newbie. Ain't Newbie says that they upload when they have time. Um, the type of channel is Roblox uh, Gaming Let's Plays. We got another one of these. Um, and the goal of the channel is create entertaining Roblox videos. Okay, so it's too low now. Okay. Yeah, I'm working on it here. <laughs> I'll, I'll say it's too low. Okay. Oh, it's the stingers that are off coming through your mic only. Okay. Um, okay. Oh, so you're saying, okay, got it. Okay, I think I know, uh, oh goodness. 
All right. So um, let's see. Oh, no, that's not even on. Okay, good. Okay. So yeah, so we'll, we'll figure that out as we go. So the question here um, is, let's see, I believe this could change the way we see AR as a whole. Um, have you heard... If you head over to the advanced section of a video's AR, video analytics, um, I should attention to see more, um, and um, you do not get to see the absolute audience retention and relative audience retention of that video, but you can actually see um, an audience retention and video position percentages graph by clicking on the download button, selecting Google Sheets. Recommend you do this first by many things. Display is the video spreadsheet where it shows the percentage of these AR part 100. What I found about these graphs comparing most, okay, this isn't even a question. Oh. Is this important? Um, would this be game changing um, for, um, let's see here, would this be uh, game changing? So any information, here, here's the thing, when it comes to your, your retention on your videos, when it comes to how people click on your videos, when it comes to literally every single thing about your videos, when people end your videos, you know, how often are they click on your end screens, literally every single thing about your video that you can collect data from that can help you get more information on how to better serve your viewers based on what the data is telling you about how they respond to it, then absolutely, you know, it, it can be a helpful thing. In some cases, people are nailing their thumbnails already. So them understand you know how their thumbnails are performing might not necessarily be a game changer but it could be something that you know that helps them improve same exact thing with anything related to um, audience retention as well um let's see here so next up on our list here we've got number seven that we're moving into and this is from alexi giovanni alexi says that they do animal crossing tips secrets and fun the goal of the channel is to scratch my creative itch and share my animal crossing knowledge the question is with the upcoming conferences in the states is there anything for us aussies i'm not sure um so i know vidcon just happened in the states um doug and Chantel would be able to let us know probably if there's anything going on for the um you know for the aussie crowd um but i know they had vidcon there in the past um myself and um d went over there with um andrew can two buddy took us over there um pretty cool um experience going over there but you know to be honest like the you know the vidcon show there compared to the vidcon show in the states is a completely different experience still good still informative you know all of that um if i was if i was living there then i would you know in close to it then i would go um but it's not something that i would like travel far for but like um vid summit for example um with that like that's worth traveling for um so that's that's the difference um, in terms of uh, you know the conferences, but in terms yeah. So Doug says it's a ghost town right now for um, conferences, and Chantel um, co-signed that as well. So next up on our list, we got Wolf Films and Wolf Life Videos. Varuna, what's up? And uh, let's see here. They have been on YouTube for less than a year. The type of um, channel is they just say a good channel. The goal of the channel says I upload videos to YouTube for fun to help my YouTube channel grow. And the question, Viper, man about tech. What's up, dude? Hope you're doing fantastic. Nice to uh, nice to see you in the stream today. And um, the question is, what helps my channel grow the most? This is a good question. So what helps a YouTube channel grow the most? Um, I would say understanding the people that you're trying to reach with your content um, would help your channel grow the most. And just having a really good idea of how to make good high response content in general. Um, so, you know, like for example, like Mr. Beast is so in tune with making good high response content that he could, you know, start a new channel that nobody knows about at any given time. And it would take him a very short amount of time to, you know, for that channel to do well. Um, if it would do as well, who knows, but, um, but it would, you know, it would do, it would do well. Um, if he started, you know, no connections, no anything, if only, if only with what was in his brain, then, you know, then it would, um, you know, it would do well. Um, and how fast it might do fast. It might, you know, blow up right out of the gate, you know, with the knowledge he has, cause he's so good and he has such a deep understanding and, and he's willing to put in that work which is a huge part of it too. Um, Jonesing for stocks is uh, the, uh, Next question. 
and they do finance content. The goal of the channel is to talk about investing in stock news. And the question is, how can I practice getting better talking in front of the camera? Any actual practice recommendations? This is great. Yeah, so when it comes to um, talking, who here, how many people here have um, trouble talking in front of the camera or you wanna get more comfortable talking in front of the camera or you're just like, hey, you know what? I'm like, I'm doing all right, but but I'm not 100% comfortable yet. I would, I would like to kind of level things up a little bit. Um, that's you, um, you know, let me know, just say so in the chat. But when it comes to um, getting better on camera, um, a lot of it comes down to just comfort and practice, right? But what do you practice? So one thing that I recommend to people is um, first off is that when you are sitting down in front of a camera, if you are doing talking head type videos, or you're just, you know, even if you're out in the world vlogging, whatever it is, when you are, you know, hanging out with people and you're talking out loud and you're having conversations, then it's normal in your brain, it's normal. But if you're just like walking around and you're speaking at a, at a higher volume, right? You're trying to communicate in a way that you would communicate if a person is in the room and you're by yourself and you're just looking at a camera lens, which there's nothing human about a camera lens, then in that case, what can happen is it can just make you feel extremely awkward. It can make you uncomfortable. It can make you nervous um, as well, just because it's something that's so alien. So because of that, one of the things that I really recommend is that when you're alone, if you're driving, if you're walking around, as long as nobody's around, unless you want to look crazy, um, if you're home alone, whatever the thing is, um, practice talking out loud about the things that you normally talk about in your videos. So let's say that you do gaming videos and you are, you know, playing your games, you want to get better there. Then in that case, some of the things that you typically talk about. So let's say that you, you kind of narrate as you're playing. So here, you know, you'd be like, you know, Hey, so, you know, we're dropping in, uh, you know, in the parachute, you know, right now, um, I think I'm going to be heading over to, uh, to this little area over here um, in the desert. And, uh, you know, then now as I'm landing down here, um, I'm going to go here and I'm going to open this chest real quick. And then I'm going to start running down the steps. Um, oh, hey, we got some more stuff over here. I'm going to go, you know, pick up some ammo over there. Then I'm going to run down the steps a little bit more. Oh, I think I see somebody over here. I'm going to see if I can, you know, I'm going to see if I can hit them or whatever. And, um, and just start, you know, talking to yourself out loud. And it sounds weird, but the thing, the, the idea is to train your brain to get used to just talking out loud when you're by yourself so that when you sit down in front of the camera, it's a more comfortable experience. Um, in addition to that, another thing that can be helpful as well is that and, and this, you kind of have to like trick yourself for this one. And this is kind of like a, like a low value tip, but it's helpful for some people is when you're looking at the camera, try to pretend, you know, everybody, you know, over the last, uh, you know, two years has been on zoom a lot, just web conferences a lot. And you know, that type of thing, you've been talking to people a lot online. So when you are talking to the camera, um, if you just try to imagine, this is where the, you know, tricking yourself part comes in. But if you can try to imagine that you are talking to somebody on zoom or, you know, you're talking to somebody, you know, through some type of meeting software or something like that, and that you're just trying to talk to the person that you are trying to reach with your video content instead, then in that case, you know, in some cases that will make people, you know, a little bit more comfortable as well. Um, another thing that can be helpful is also getting yourself loose, right? Loosening up a little bit. Um, you know, a lot of times, you know, especially if you're in a hurry to do stuff or, you know, you have these little pockets of time that you're trying to squeeze content into, you know, you can go and you can sit down to make your content or turn on your camera and your vocal cords aren't warmed up yet. Your body's still stiff, you know, from just kind of either chilling or working or, you know, whatever it was that you were doing all day and you're sitting there and you're trying to make this video and you're just like, man, it's just nothing's coming out. I'm like, I just don't feel right, blah, blah, blah. If you just put the camera down for a minute, breathe a little bit, move your body around, you know, a little bit, practice talking out loud, sing sometimes. I'll do that just for the sake of getting my voice ready. Um, but just, you know, move your body around, try to get your blood flowing a little bit, jump up and down if you have to. And by doing that, what you're gonna do is one, you're going to kind of release that, that you know, that uncomfortableness, you know, that those, those feelings a little bit, but you're also just gonna get warmed up a little bit so that you're just a little bit more loose and a little bit more comfortable when you're making your content. Um, in addition to that, um, there's also the physiology side of things. So one thing, 
um, that is proven to be helpful for people that do like public speaking, um, that make videos, that do live streams, that do anything like on TV, anything like that, um, is the state of your body. So, you know, for example, like here, I'm sitting here, I'm just kind of slunched over because we're just chilling. But if I was like, hey, I'm trying to be like, you know, as confident as I possibly can here, I'm trying to, you know, get myself into this like mental state in order to be able to do this, then what I would do is I would actually, you know, sit up straight. Maybe I would even, you know, stand there and be in like a, you know, Superman power pose and kind of look up a little bit and just kind of, you know, get my body into that, you know, like that like strong positioning um, for the sake of that connecting to my brain in terms of like, hey, I'm feeling good, I'm strong, I'm confident, that type of thing. So that when it comes time to make the video, then, you know, you're, you're a little bit more prepared for it because you've went through that exercise as well. Um, so I would go through some of those things and, um, and see if any of those, um, see if those help you. So uh, really good question. Uh, really good question though. So uh, next up on our list. Oh, one more thing. One more thing is as part of being on camera, also make sure that um, that you just always remember, like whatever it is that you're doing, make sure that you always remember that like regardless of what's going on, um, I can edit what's, what's happening. So if I'm live streaming, then of course, you know, you're stuck with that. But when it comes to videos, like if you have to, you can just record the part over again. Like when, when you're recording a video, you don't have to do everything in like one shot, right? So you can say, Hey, you know, I'm doing this. And it's like, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm not feeling it right now. So because of it, I'm going to stand up, move around again in order to bring my energy back. And then I'm going to sit down. I'm going to start, you know, recording again. So, um, so, you know, just remembering that you, you know, you can edit the footage and you don't have to do everything perfect the first time you do it. And you can, you know, take as many, um, you know, recordings as you would like in order to make sure that you get what you need. Um, that can also be helpful. That's the thing that I lean on the most personally. Um, so the next question here is from, um, it's Kaiser. Oh, hey, really quick. Um, Will Star Mysteries says, why do CTRs start great then drop in half? My CTR for my video start on average is 12.5 to 16.9, but after a week they drop to half. That is because it gets shared to a wider audience. That's exactly why. Um, basically, when you are first publishing your videos, your, your, your videos are going to the people that YouTube is predicting that are gonna be the most likely to enjoy that content at that moment in time. That is typically people that have already engaged with your content, people that are subscribed to the channel, people that watch a lot of your videos. Because of that, when YouTube presents your content to them, then they are also more likely to respond to that particular content as well. Um, and that's what, you know, can inflate the click. And I won't say inflate, but that's what, you know, caused it to be a little bit higher at the beginning. Plus you have lower impressions when it first starts as well. So as people start responding to it, it starts getting that information, starts showing it to more people based on the response of the video. Then as the audience gets more and more broad, then people become less and less likely to be a perfect candidate for that particular video. And therefore the click through rate can go down. The uh, average view duration can go down as well. Um, so, that's exactly what happens. Um, calming anxiety. Martin says, uh, see, I record my pod and video at the same time in a one take so that I don't waste time editing. It keeps me hundred percent focused throughout. That's good. That's really good. Yeah. Doing the one take stuff. Um, that's a, that's a, um, that's a challenge. I, I, I'm not good at, uh, at one take stuff. You would think so from these live streams, but you'll hear if, you know, um, cause you know, you, you, not sure how to how to say it. Like like you do this at like a at like a really high level. So because of that, like you can probably notice as I'm sitting here and I'm going through and I'm communicating through this live stream in all of the little spots where I drop the ball and I throw in filler words and filler phrases and things like that to kind of keep the ball moving. And when you are, when I am, not you, but when I am recording video content, then as soon as one of those things happen, or as soon as I go just a little bit off of what I think it should be in my brain, then I just stop myself and I redo it. And I think I've trained myself to do that so much when I'm recording um, that it's hard for me to get through a, uh, through, through a one take. I won't say hard. I, like I, do, I just don't do it. I, I don't do uh, one takes. 
So let's see here. So the next one here is from It's Kaiser. It's Kaiser does gaming content as well. The goal of the channel is to entertain and give people a place where they feel like they can belong. That's awesome. And the question is, hey, Nick, I want to make a gaming channel, but I play a lot of games. Any advice on choosing one game to niche down on? Um, if you want to niche down on one game, what I recommend is that you um, is that you is that you pick the game that you obsess about the most and the game that you think has the most potential to also do well into the future. Um, one thing you can use for this is you can use Google Trends as part of your research and you can go to trends.google.com and you can put in all the different games you play and you can see the ones that are on the rise. You can see the ones that are that are flatlined over time. You can also see the ones that are dropping down. You can sort by date ranges. You can sort by different ways people look for it. So you can look to see how much people are looking for it on YouTube compared to Google and so on. Um, but I would do that and then I would pair that information with the thing that you enjoyed on the most. Because when it comes to YouTube, you're going to be making videos about it a lot. Um, you might end up making TikTok videos about it or Instagram reels about it or, you know, whatever other platform comes along, you know, years down the road. Um, so because of that, it's really important to make sure that whatever it is that you're doing, that you enjoy it because you are going to be doing it a lot. You might become known for that. And uh, because of that, you want to make sure that you are, you know, leaning into the thing that you really, you know, that you really uh, enjoy the most. If you're enjoying the show, remember to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend right now. All right. Next up on our list here, we've got Byburst Gam uh, Gab MG. We're at, we're at question number 11 right now. If you're just joining the stream, we're talking about YouTube and how to do all things related to YouTube and also just, you know, different things that we deal with as YouTube content creators. Everybody here is a YouTube content creator or they're getting ready to be a YouTube content creator. Um, so, you know, you are amongst your folks. So feel free to, you know, engage in the conversation. And um, I also do want to let everybody know that, um, that the questions that are being answered are being pulled from the form that is linked down in the description below. Doug, also just dropped a, a link here recently as well to the form. Um, so you can go ahead and get your question um, in there if you do have a question and we'll try to get it answered on the show today. Um, but the next question here is from Bayburst uh, Gab Mig, I think is how, I'm, is how I'm supposed to say that. They do daily content. The type of channel is about Beyblade and the goal of the channel is to show stuff about Beyblade battle and the competitive side of Beyblade. And the question is how to make a clickbait title or thumbnail. Clickable. I thought I said clickbait. <laughs> So um, the very first thing when it comes to your title and thumbnail um, is to think of what they're used for. Jay-Z helps, what's up, man? You wanna think about what, they're, what they are, um, you gotta think about what they're used for. So for example, like a thumbnail is used to help somebody identify that the content is something that they might be interested in and possibly compel them to click. Um, that's the job of that. So how do you use that in a way? How do you make somebody, you know, identify that it's something that they care about? So in your case, since you're talking about Beyblade, then any imagery related to Beyblade and any any prominent imagery related to Beyblade that you Beyblade that you can focus a viewer's attention on in the thumbnail to help them identify that at the very least, this is about something that I care about. And then of course you can, you know, add a little bit of, you know, like a like a little, you know, arrow point to something in the game or whatever if it's about, you know, if you're talking about something very specific. Um, but when it comes comes to that, the job is complete there in terms of helping them identify that it's something they care about. From there, they can use the title for further context to decide if they want to click on it or depending on what it is that you're doing with your thumbnails. And of course, you might be able to get them to click straight through from there. Um, but in addition to that, you want to make sure that you are thinking of how your thumbnails and titles work together as a team because they do work together as a team to win the click. So because of that, um, you want to make sure that you are thinking of your title in terms of, okay, this is going to help me grab their attention, stop them in their tracks. If they're sitting there on their phone, and they're sitting there and they're going through everything on their phone, right? Then then this thumbnail is going to stop them to where they are going to just be able to say like, oh, hey, this is about Beyblade, right? Now, what is this about, 
and then they look at the title. So then from there, you wanna make sure that in the title that you are trying to be either as informative as possible, as compelling as possible, or try to create some type of curiosity gap. So that, so on the informative side, it would basically say, you know, um, Beyblade, uh, you know, uh, you know, map walkthrough since, uh, you know, how big is the map is in here. So Beyblade, you know, map walkthrough in under three minutes or something like that. Um, then that's just a really informative uh, title. Um, a curiosity gap title would be something along the lines or a curiosity title would be something along the lines of um, most Beyblade bears or most, bleh, that's like a tongue twister. Most Beyblade players don't know about these you know, whatever, you know, loot boxes or whatever it is that happens to be in that game. I've never played it before, so I'm not sure. Um, but basically, you know, something like that would create the curiosity to where they identify that it's about, you know, Beyblade. And then they drop down to that title. And it's like, oh, I am a player. And uh, let me see what this is about. I'm curious to see what these three things are that I, as a player, might not know about, right? So you just want to make sure that you're just thinking of how they work together as a team in that way so that you can use the thumbnail to help them identify it. And then, of course, use the title to help, you know, compel them to click on it. Um, or again, depending on, you know, how you're using the two together, um, you know, the thumbnail by itself can also just do the trick in some cases. So uh, next up on our list here, we've got Zark the Gamer. Zark the Gamer says they do gaming content. The goal of the channel is to grow and hit 100,000 subscribers. And the question is, um, I make non-commentary walkthroughs and I ask people what games y'all want to see put in the comments and they don't. Keep going. Right. Keep going. If they're not if they're not answering you in the comments yet, keep going. Also, one thing you might want to look at is go like if you're trying to get people to interact in the comments and you have a call to action in your comments or you have a call to action in your video that says, hey, let me know X, Y, Z in the comments. And you're doing the thing where you just say, um, you know, you ask a question they can simply answer. Um, then in that particular case, you also want to look in your audience retention reports and just get an idea of through of the amount of people that watch this particular video, that part in the video where I mentioned for them to let me know in the comments, uh, you know, what games they want me to play how many people were actually still watching the video at that particular point in time? Like if it was at the end of the video, then in that case, you know, let's say you have a hundred views in your video, you might've only had 10 people or 20 people, you know, completing the video itself that might've gotten that message. And then out of that, you know, 10 or 20, then on just the conversion side, you know, you might've just missed out there. So, you know, making sure that you're also kind of cross-referencing those types of things um, will also help you make sure that you are putting that type of information, you know, somewhere else. So for example, if you are going to do that and you're normally doing it at the end and nobody's engaging, then in that case, as you're starting the video, as you're starting, since you're doing gaming content, as you're starting to play the game and you're starting to get into it, right there at the beginning, while a lot of people are still watching, say, oh, hey, by the way, hold on, because this is about other games, okay. So um, so then here you would say, you know, hey, by the way, you know, right now we're playing Call of Duty, but, um, you know, if there's other games that you would like to, you know, see me play here on the channel, just let me know. But really one thing that I would do just to, you know, just be upfront with you here is um, is I wouldn't necessarily ask them like what games they want you to play. Um, I would play the games that you want them to play, but then ask them other things about other things that they might want you to show them within the games that you like to play. Um, I mean, you can take that approach, like, hey, I'm only gonna play the games that the community asked me to play and all that, but over time, um, you know, you're going to end up playing stuff that you don't, you know, enjoy. So because of that, I would definitely make sure that you are, you know, kind of going in your direction and then you're asking questions that will kind of help support the direction that you're trying to go in. Um, hey, Shark Scrapper, what's up, man? Hope you're doing awesome. Nice to, uh, nice to see you in the stream today. Nan's Global Chat, uh, I almost called you, I almost said Nan's Global Chicken. I meant Nan's Global Kitchen. Uh, good stuff. 
Okay, so uh, next up we've got um, L Felix. L Felix says they've been on YouTube for less than a year. Um, they do random videos on the channel. Goal of the channel is to get one of my videos to get a million views. The question is, should I use hashtag in like the description of my videos and make it easier for people to find it? Example, cute cat videos and the tag is hashtag cute. Um, so you can use hashtags and that is just one way that people are going to you know stumble into your content. Um, but at the end of the day, um, if you're trying to get to a million views, the thing that's probably gonna get you there faster is focusing on a very specific type of content. Because right now you're putting out one video at a time on random things and you're hoping that each video takes off. But what you're really doing is you're making it really difficult for YouTube system to have a really clear understanding of who it is that should be interacting with your content. So out of the 2 billion users they have across the platform so that they can fine tune a little bit better who might be the right fit for your content. So instead of just doing a bunch of random videos that are not related to each other topically in any way, shape or form, or the audience that you're trying to reach with them are not you know, related in any way, shape or form, um, instead of taking that approach, I would try to fine tune that um, a little bit so that you can make sure that you know that you are making it easier for their system to get an understanding of the people that do and do not respond well to your content in order to help their system better show your content to the right people so that you have the higher potential to get a video that has a million views on it. Um, let's see here. Next up, we've got Sia Shiro. Sia Shiro says they upload every other day. They have a gaming channel as well. We're like gaming deep in here today. <laughs> I should have just called this like the, the like gaming Q&A, the gaming Q&A uh, stream today. It's like almost all of these. I think out of the, uh, where are we at right now in the questions? That, yeah, out of 14 questions, I think we might've had two two or three that haven't been uh, gaming related. So um, the type of ch uh, content is gaming. The goal of the channel says I upload specific videos for specific games to give um, people updates, either new seasons or new weapons. And the question is, how do I get more views for my channel? So this question comes up um, every single live stream. And when it comes to getting more views on your YouTube channel, here are some things that you wanna think about. So everything on YouTube is based on video performance, which means that if people have a high response um, to your content and all aspects of it, that you are drastically increasing the likelihood of YouTube continuing, it to continuing to show it to more people on the platform. So for example, if you publish a video and topically there just isn't a high amount of interest in it, then right out of the gate, you are kind of handicapping yourself and the potential for that video because right out of the gate, there isn't you know that many people that are interested in it. However, if you went for something that was a little bit more broad audience and something that you know a lot of people were interested in, then in that case, you're increasing the likelihood of that video at least getting some attention because at scale, there's a lot of people that are interested in that particular topic. So when it comes to getting more views for your channel, the very first part of that um, is coming up with good video ideas that you're making content about and being intentional, intentional about it. So for example, you know, in some of the in some of the things that you talk about, um, you know, with your you know with your games, like when you're showing people, you know, the new seasons and the new weapons, those are very trending, you know, viral in nature type of things. As long as you can time it right. Um, however, if you're coming in on the backside of that, eh, you might miss the boat a lot, which then in turn can cause you to you know end up not performing well. So because of that, you need to make sure that you're just right on top of like all of these things as they're happening within the games that you play, so that you can be one of the first people on YouTube to put out content about it, so you can be ahead of that wave as it's coming so you can surf it, right? Um, in terms of 
the other things that are important. Um, the topic, of course, is is huge because that's going to, you know, give kind of like your reach, right? That's where the topic comes from. Um, and then when it comes to your thumbnails and titles, that's your ability to get people to click because you can have a great topic, but if nobody's actually clicking on it, then of course, they're never gonna see that awesome video that you made. So therefore, the next step in the process is you have to make thumbnails and titles that get people to react to them at a competitive rate for the platform. And by competitive rate for the platform, I don't mean that you're only competing with other gaming channels. What I mean is it needs to be competitive for every single person based on whatever it is that they're interested in. Um, all of that other content that YouTube is showing on those people's homepages and their mobile feeds, it needs to be competitive there. So you need to be able to compete. Like for example, you know, if you, if you're watching, uh, you know, like whoever your favorite gamer is, if you're watching their content and you're like, man, they get tons of views every single time they put something out. Well, you're competing with them right? If your audience is also watching a lot of their content. So because of that, you have to make sure that you're coming to play, so to speak, when it comes to, you know, competing with them. So you have to make sure that, you know, your topics are solid and your thumbnails and titles are also, you know, compelling and they help people identify that your content, something they care about. And, you know, also, you know, just gives them more information about what the video might be about, you know, in some cases as well. Um, and then the next thing, which is, you know, the next thing when it comes to importance is you also have to be able to deliver a great piece of content because, you know, there's so much content, um, it's over 500 hours. I'm sure that number's higher now because um, that, that information's like two years old. I haven't seen anything newer, you know, since they put that out. But um, over 500 hours of video are uploaded to YouTube every every minute. So because of that, you know, while we're sitting here having this live stream, um, you know, there's tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of videos that you are going to be competing with. And as you are, as all these videos are flooding the platform, the ones that are getting the higher response are gonna be the ones that will get views. The ones that are getting a lower response, those are going to end up falling down and the impressions are gonna quickly drop on those because the content that's getting the higher response that's causing people to click and giving them content that they enjoy when they're watching the videos, that content is going to come on top and be pushing the content down that's not as competitive. So because of that, you have to make sure that you're not just kind of halfway doing YouTube, that you're not like halfway putting in effort, that you're not like, hey, let me just throw this together and throw it up and just kind of, you know, hope people like it. Like, like you got to be, you know, intentional about what it is that you're doing. Like that can't, you can do that and that can get you, you know, so far. But then after that, like you have to make sure that you are being intentional about it and that you're trying to understand how to best reach the audience that you're trying to reach and how to best make content for them, you know, in the best way that you know how and that you are willing to do. Um, so when it comes to getting more views, again, everything comes down to performance. And then after you get them to watch your video for a longer period of time, so we got the topic, right, that they're interested in, we got the thumbnail and the title that they have clicked on in order to watch the video that has to be clicked on at a competitive rate, and then they're watching that video for a competitive amount of time. And then once they get to the end of your video, then what do they do, right? And during the video, are they commenting? Are they liking? Are they subscribing to the channel? Um, once they get to the end of the video, are they clicking on the end screens, um, you know, where you have options up there in the end or where they can click on those and watch more of your videos? Are they coming back to your channel when you publish new content? Like, like all of these things are signals that go out to YouTube that informs them how people are enjoying your content. So if you are putting out content, you're getting really low impressions on it, then that typically means that people just aren't responding to it when YouTube shows it to them. That could be that they're just showing it to the wrong people right now based on how you're currently optimizing your content. Um, it could also be that you're they're showing it to the right people, but you're just not able to pull them into the content or give them the experience that's competitive enough yet in order for YouTube to continue to, you know, show it to more people and in and, and order for it to compete with some of that, you know, higher, um, or some of the high, uh, higher performing content on YouTube. So if you want more views on your stuff, then you have to make sure that you are coming into, uh, you know, that you're coming to compete because YouTube is a competitive thing.
Will Star Mysteries, thank you for the super chat again, man. Says, um, Nick, is there a way to have YouTube videos closed captioned in other languages also? And how do you like the new COD map? Um, I actually haven't, I haven't played the new COD map um, yet. We've been doing mostly Fortnite. Um, I only do COD when I'm by myself. Like um, typically when I play games, uh, it's with my girlfriend at the end of the night. So um, so we'll typically play like Fortnite or something like that. But um, but with Call, uh, Call of Duty, um, I typically play that, you know, like, like if she like goes uh, like, you know, to like visit her family or something or goes to, you know, hang out with friends for a night or something like that, that's where I'll be there you know, in, in, uh, in call of duty. Um, but in terms of, um, having your videos closed captioned in other languages, I know rev.com does that. Um, TubeBuddy also has a um, tool within theirs to where you can translate. They use Google translate though. So it's not perfect, but it's better than nothing. If you are trying to reach, you know, international audiences. Um, but rev.com does do it, um, for a fee also. Hot Miss History with T said, said, Hey Nick, I've never used hashtags for my videos. I get a good amount of traffic on topics that I know people aren't searching. Um, that I know people aren't searching for, but how can I use hashtags to help reach more people? Thank you. So when it comes to hashtags, um, hashtags are just, um, you know, one piece of metadata for your YouTube channel. Um, in your case, in the way that you're growing right now, like um, I would use them just for the sake of kind of securing some spots for high volume hashtags. Um, so if you go and you notice that, um, you know, that, that you research a hashtag first before you use it and you're like, hey, this is super relevant to what it is that I'm doing. Um, a lot of the videos here, like high performing videos like mine are, um, then in that particular case, um, you know, using that type of hashtag, um, you know, you might, you know, drip some videos there or drip some views there from some of those higher performing videos, having people click into their hashtags and then, you know, uh, and then find your video that way and come into your channel. But at the end of the day, um, with what it is that you're doing, like the hashtags are probably going to be the thing that that's going to be like the, the slowest thing for you in terms of actually, you know, doing anything that's going to be substantial for your YouTube channel. Um, in your case, um, instead of spending, I mean, go ahead and do the hashtag thing too, but, um, in your case, like spending more time understanding the specifics of the content in terms of you know, like, hey, this pillar on the channel, you know, always does better. This pillar, you know, does okay. This pillar doesn't really do that great compared to these others. Therefore, um, you know, maybe I should swap something else out or experiment with another type of content over here while I'm leaning really hard into these other two pillars that typically perform that type of thing. I'm looking at it more from like a content level and using like your grouping feature inside of your YouTube analytics in order to, you know, just get a better understanding of the ones that are driving higher CPM rates for you by content set, the ones that drive higher subscribers for you by content set, the ones that have the higher average view duration or just typically get more view counts based on this content set, things like that. Um, that's the thing that I would be working on, like in your case specifically, um, so that you can better understand the content that you're putting out and how people are responding to it. So you can lean more into um, the stuff that is just proven to perform better based on your goals for the channel. Um, those are the things I would be working at, uh, looking for more than um, spending the time on the hashtags. Do the hashtags, but I wouldn't spend like tons of time on it. I would just do a quick research. Okay, is my video appropriate for this hashtag? If so, then sure, I'll you know I'll go ahead and just drop it in here. Um, but I wouldn't I wouldn't spend tons of time on the hashtags though. Um, in terms of like things that are going to move the needle, like hashtags can bring viewers and every view counts. However, um, I'm just talking about, you know, like where you're at right now with the growth that you're having. Um, I would just focus all of that energy on like, you know, on, on planning the content out in terms of like, you know, Hey, how am I going to get people to jump from video to video? Um, and then of course the, uh, you know, the, 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 the un better understanding the different pillars of content that you have on the channel. Melvin elephant. Thank you for the super chat. Thank you for swinging into the stream today. Hope that you are doing fantastic. Nice to uh, nice to see you in the stream. Hope you're doing awesome. Uh, let's see here. We had greetings, fellow humans down here. Hey, what's up, Mr. Dar? Hope you're doing great. So uh, let's see here. So next up on the list here, we've got... 
ZS Production says they do daily content. The um, uh, type of channel is funny videos and news. The goal of the channel is to make more money. And the question is, um, I want you to please review my channel on the live and rate it of 10. Okay, so we're gonna go ahead and skip that one since we are not doing those at this moment uh, in time. Oh, Doug, you're not even hearing the super chat sound. Interesting, how about now? Super chat. Yeah, let me know if you, if, let me know if you hear that. Uh, let me know if you hear it now. Yeah, thanks for the, uh, thanks for the heads up. Yeah, some, uh, I think it was Ron mentioned that they were coming in too harsh, so I was just turning them down there for the uh, for the sake of that. The Keggy, thank you. You are also amazing. Um, let's see here. It's a little bit quiet. Okay, so here I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and just turn it up again. Okay, you can hear it now. Okay, yeah, I'm just gonna let's, let's just keep this puppy climbing. <laughs> Next question. All right. So um, let's see here. I'm just gonna bump it up again then. I'm on a tad bit of a delay here, so I'm just gonna bump it up one more time and then uh, hopefully uh, hopefully that'll be okay. <laughs> so next up, we got Clock Dodgers Podcast Network um, and they've been on YouTube for less than one month. The type of channel is podcast content and the goal of the channel is to grow an audience slash community. And the question is, does the content of the channel have to be niche to grow an audience? I wanna do interviews plus content about sports, pop culture, current events, and more. Is that too many different topics to grow a consistent audience? Technically, no. I mean, you know, they talk about that stuff, you know, on like, um, TMZ, for example, um, to talk about that, you know, stuff on the news. Um, however, if you want to grow faster and you want to more deeply connect with your audience, you want to make your content more bingeable where people can, oh, you're trying to get me to turn it up. Okay. All right. Well, then in that case, Ron, <laughs> that was a misunderstanding on my part. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry about that. Total misunderstanding on my part. Okay. So um, let's try this again. So, uh, so um, in terms of the um, content being niche. What you want to think about, um, and this is extremely important, especially when you're starting a YouTube channel. Here, give me one second. I, I like this video real quick while I'm taking a sip of coffee and then, I'll, and then I'll come back to this. If you're enjoying the show, remember to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend right now. Okay. So when it comes to the content that you're putting on your channel, it's not necessarily thinking of it from the perspective of like, okay, I, I can only put out videos about um, pop culture, right? Or I can only put out videos about sports. But when you do put out videos just about pop culture, you put out videos just about sports, what happens is let's say that I come to your YouTube channel and or anybody here that's hanging out, let's say, let's say we all go to your YouTube channel. If I was like, hey, everybody, let's go over there. We're gonna continue this conversation over there. And we all just jumped over to your YouTube channel in your comment section. Well, while we're over there, um, let's say that I start watching some of this pop culture content. I'm like, you know, hey, he's got some like Star Wars stuff over here. You know, he's got some, you know, talking about all the Disney stuff. You know, I'm like totally interested in all that. This is great. And then I go to watch something else on your channel and or YouTube's recommending, you know, something in the sidebar and it's something about sports. Well, I don't watch sports. So because of that, you've immediately severed my ability to be able to binge watch content on your channel. To whereas if you would have done more pop culture stuff, there's a higher likelihood that I might've continued to watch more content on the channel. Um, same exact thing goes in the other direction. People are coming to your channel like, hey, this sports stuff is great. You know, I'm like super, you know, enjoying this, blah, blah. Then in that case, once, you know, they hit your channel page, they're looking for more of your stuff or they hit your videos page, then they have to start figuring out like, is this one sports? 
is this some pop culture? Wait, this has a celebrity on it. So this is probably, yeah, this is okay. This is that Oh no, it's their relationship with this sports person. So yeah, that's not it. Um, let's see here. And, and you just start creating this big diluted, um, you know, uh, uh, mess of content that isn't really a good fit for, you know, like a particular type of person. So the idea or the approach that you want to take is you want to think from the perspective of, okay, who am I trying to reach with this stuff? Like, of course I've got tons of things that I'm interested in and everybody does, right? Like everybody, is like, you know, I'm multi-passionate and things like that, but we all are, we're humans. Like that's just a natural part of our being. But like when it comes to like deciding the content you're gonna put on the channel, if you want other people to enjoy it and you have the goal here is to grow an audience in a community, the best thing you can do is just to continually give that community the stuff that they're interested in. So if you put out content on, on sports, and YouTube, you know, shows it to the people that are loving that sports content. That's great. And then you put out one on pop culture. Well, you have these people that have just recently interacted with your channel with all this sports content and they were loving it and they watched it all the way to the end and they clicked on your end screens and they're watching more and they're subscribing to the channel and doing all this stuff. So YouTube thinks that this person is going to be a great fit for the pop culture content just because it's coming from your channel. YouTube shows them and a bunch of other people your pop culture content that have recently interacted with your channel. And nobody responds to it because they're there for sports. Then what happens is that ends up immediately hurting the video performance of those pop culture videos. So the idea is to think about it from the perspective of who am I trying to reach with this stuff? Who am I trying to reach with this stuff? What would I like to be known for, right? As I'm growing my YouTube channel, um, who am I, who's the audience that I'm trying to reach, you know, with this particular type of content um, so that you can make sure that you're catering to that audience. So another place this is, this is helpful is like, let's say that you start doing, um, and we just talked about this in our members live stream last night, but let's say that you are doing pop culture content, right? Then that changes everything that you have to do. And that changes everything about what it is that you're doing when you're not making videos as well as it relates to your YouTube channel. So for example, if you are doing pop culture content and you know that you're doing pop culture content for people that are into pop culture stuff, then in that case, you can go to Google News and you can go ahead and you can set up, you know, just search for, you know, pop culture related things there. And you can go ahead and you can put those in like a, like a cascade that opens when you open your browser. So that as soon as you open your browser, you have all these Google News options for these different pop culture things that you talk about on a regular basis. You have Google Trends pop up, you know, related to those particular things. Um, and then any other communities, things like that related to those things, those pop up. And what that does is that helps you just zero in on all of the things that are important to those communities at that moment in time. So when it comes to make a video, you can say, Hey, right now they're talking about, cause you know, if you're doing pop culture stuff, Hey, like right now they're talking about all these, you know, celebrities, or they're talking about, you know, all these, you know, particular people, you know, Hey, Will Smith just did this, or, you know, uh, Johnny Depp is just, you know, having this problem or whatever. And you catch all that stuff right on the front end, right. As it starts to happen, you publish content about it. Then what happens? YouTube's gonna push your content out to the right people. They're gonna respond to it. And then that's gonna give you the chance for the channel to really blow up because you're just focused on that audience and you're also embedded in their communities, which helps you stay on top of all of the things that matter to the target audience that you're trying to reach. And this applies for every type of content that's hanging out in here right now in terms of, you know, like if you have a certain subject matter that you talk about, like if you're doing general entertainment content, it's a little bit different. Not really. Be, like if you're doing 100% original stuff, even then, like, Mr. Beast, like he's still wrapping in Willy Wonka and Squid Game and, you know, things like that. So even he is targeting like a very specific core group of people. So it's like when you are 
clear about who it is that you're trying to reach with your content, it makes everything so much easier because then all the places you're hanging out online, you are getting information about, hey, oh, this person's asking this. This is a great video idea. Let me screen capture this. Hey, you know, this person in this Facebook group is talking about this. And I really thought about that. Let me go research that and make a video about it. Hey, I'm over here on Reddit. And in this subreddit about, you know, this particular, you know, thing, um, they are, you know, talking about this problem that they see coming here, you know, within the next 90 days, this legal thing that's getting ready to happen. So, uh, so let me, you know, go ahead and start ramping up some content to that because that's probably going to be huge. And it just gives you so much more opportunity when you have it makes gives you so much more opportunity to reach them to to go essentially to have the potential to go viral within those communities um and it also just helps you really embed yourself and get a really good understanding of what your audience wants and what it is that they care about so you can serve them with that but like when it comes when it comes to um you know like putting up a bunch of different stuff i really recommend that you first think about the audience like who is it that i'm trying to reach um and then you you can first who is it I'm, what is it I'm trying to do? Do that one first. What is it I'm trying to do with this YouTube channel? What's the purpose? Why am I spending my time making YouTube videos? Do that first. Once you figure that out, then, okay, so if I'm making my videos and this is what I'm trying to accomplish, then what type of content do I need to make that I care about in order to um, in order to help me achieve that goal, whatever it happens to be, like in your case, growing an audience in a community. Um, and then from there, you just kind of rinse and repeat that. So it's like, okay, I got the I got the you know content that I need to make. So now I just have to get to work making that content and then interact with my audience and then fine tunes, you know, fine tune things um, you know, as I as I progress. But knowing who you're trying to reach is is huge. Um, let's see here. So next up on our list, we've got um, Peterson's page. Peterson page. Peterson page says that they do gaming content as well. The goal is to entertain people. And the question is, how do I get more subscribers? Because my shorts get a lot of views. Ask people to subscribe. Right? Ask them. Just ask them to subscribe. It works. It works, people. Ask them to subscribe. People will subscribe if you ask them. But in addition to that, people will subscribe when they see the value and what it is that you're doing as it relates to them. So, you know, for example, if people are interacting with your content in short form, um, in some cases, you know, they, they don't really know that you have a whole channel for that or you put out content like that on a regular basis or just based on the nature of somebody watching shorts, they might not necessarily care about even subscribing. For them, it's just like, hey, I'm in the short shelf. YouTube's showing me the right stuff. I'm enjoying this, whatever. Don't care about subscribing, so on and so forth. So I'm just gonna keep on trucking. But if you do something that's impactful and you make a video about it and people are like, you know, like, oh, this is really good. And you think to yourself, like, yeah, the people I'm trying to reach, if they see this video, like they're going to absolutely love it. Then at the end, quickly subscribe for more, right? Just subscribe for more, subscribe for more, subscribe for more. Uh, let's see here. Next up on our list today, ladies and gentlemen, we have uh, X-Y-N-C-O-D-M, Zidcotum. <laughs> if, if, we're, if we were to say that, well, Zincotum is a uh, is is the channel that we're looking at here. Um, also a gaming channel. The goal is to get monetized. And the question is, how do I get my videos to be suggested? So suggested videos work, or we'll, we're just going to call it recommended because the recommendation system is where most of the traffic is on YouTube anyway. It's over like 70%. I think they're actually creeping into the 80s. But like when it comes into, um, when it comes into getting your videos suggested, it comes down to performance. So the more people respond positively to your content, the more YouTube is going to show that content to more people that are enjoying the content that use YouTube in a way that the people that are enjoying your content um, use YouTube as well. Um, so what you have to make sure that you're doing is all the stuff that we, that whole rant that I went on before um, about making sure that, you know, your topics, your titles, your thumbnails, all of that stuff are, um, you know, are ideal is 
like the reason you want to do that and of course make high performing videos as well that keep people watching and then clicking on your end screens and watching more and all that stuff the reason you want to do all that is because if you do that and people respond in a positive way youtube's going to recommend your content to more people so you know when you are first getting started you know like to keep in mind like a lot of people when you come onto youtube you just you know like this might be this first the first time that you're doing stuff like this the first time that you've ever needed to sit in front of a graphics program and actually make you know a thumbnail it might be the first time that you've ever had to try your hand at writing titles it might be the first time ever that you've ever in your life had to think okay the person that's going to be coming into this video how am i going to just grab their attention and make this video about them right in the beginning so they'll be more engaged in this particular video and most likely watch it for a longer period of time and get more out of this video right like, like that's just a really, you know, that like if, if you don't have that type of experience, then, you know, this might be your first time doing it. So when it comes to this whole YouTube thing, a big part of it is, you know, understanding those types of things and learning how to, you know, connect with the people that you're trying to reach. And then of course, learning how to make content that gets that positive response. Jay-Z helps. What's up, my man? Hope you're doing fantastic. Nice to, uh, nice to see you in here says, um, I'm averaging a 23% in-screen click-through rate, getting viewers to watch another one of my videos. Nice work. Fantastic work. Um, says, um, I can tell them to complete my contact form. Oh, I then tell them to complete, complete my contact form if they want to hire me. What are your thoughts on after that to include a client testimonial? So as long as I'm understanding you correctly, um, if you're averaging a 23% in-screen uh, in click-through rate, then... In that particular case, focusing them on jumping to that next video first for the um, for the sake of the performance, then quickly dropping in a thing to complete the contact form. Um, and then after that, I mean, you could do a testimonial, but really, man, like if what you're trying to do, like put those testimonials on your website, like if you are trying to, you know, generate leads, then in that case, I would, of course, try to get them to watch that other video for the sake of the, you know, performance. Um, but I would also, uh, you know, like if you're going to do the thing about the contact form, um, then in that case, I wouldn't even worry about adding like a client testimonial. Put that on your website, like keep YouTube for like the lead gen side. And once they get to your website and are put, you know, filling out the information, in the contact form, maybe that's where you put, you know, a little video of, you know, testimonials, you make a, you know, custom video and you're like, Hey, Hey, you just came here for my YouTube channel. I'm so glad that you enjoyed the content and that you're here, you know, trying to get some help. Um, you know, before you fill out the form or as you're filling out the form, um, you know, listen to these client testimonials um, in the background, you know, while you're while you're filling out this form, just so you can have a good idea of the of the services that you are going to get or the experience um, that you're going to have, uh, you know, when you're working with me. And then, you know, just have that and they can either play that either before or after they fill out the form. Um, and then that way you are focusing YouTube on doing its job or what you're doing on YouTube on doing its job there, which is getting people to your form and getting people to watch more videos. Um, and then the form itself would have something there to where, uh, to where, you know, you would be able to share that additional information. Or of course you could do it in text based on how it is that you build your, your particular form. Um, so those are the things that I would be thinking about in that situation versus like, Hey, I'm trying to get everything that I can possibly get into the very last 20 seconds of this video. Like I would focus it more on like, Hey, I'm trying to get people to, to, to click on more videos and I'm trying to get people to fill out my form. So because of that, I'm gonna focus everything on those two efforts. Every single video I publish, I'm gonna focus on those two things. And then for the people that hit that form, I'm gonna have like a, a unique experience form over there. So I'm not sure what you're using for your forms, but just as a heads up, um, like if you're using Google Forms, that'll do the trick. You can embed videos there if you want to. Um, you could also like, if you wanted to, like you'll probably, I mean, of course you'd have to test this on your end, but you'd probably increase the, 
um, the amount of people that are fully filling out your form if you put that video after. So it's like, hey, you know, come here, fill out the form. You have a little message at the top about, you know, why they're filling out that form to get them to fill that out. And then on the thank you page for the form that they fill out, that might be like, hey, you know, super glad that you fill out the form. I'm really excited to, you know, hop on a call with you, um, you know, uh, you know, just to give you some idea of what you, uh, you know, what you're in for or what to expect from, you know, my services. Um, here are a few, you know, testimonials that you, uh, you know, that you might enjoy. And then that way, um, you know, you are giving them that information to kind of, you know, kind of kind of slam home, you know, the service that they're going to get from you. And then, you know, everything, every piece of the puzzle that you're putting together there um, is doing its job. Um, Science-based fitness says, hey, Nick, debating if I should delete some older performing videos or just wondering how this would affect the data and your thoughts on this. Thanks. So if the videos on your channel, even though they're um, they're underperforming right now, if the videos on your channel are still science-based fitness related content, um, then in that case, I would just leave them there. Um, if people are not responding to them, like at the click level, then YouTube's gonna, you know, stop showing it to people anyway, um, or just limit, you know, they're not gonna show it to as many people. Um, however, that's still videos that you can send people to. That's still videos that people can stumble upon, you know, once they're digging into your archive and things like that, they can still get value out of. So if it's content in your channel that people can still get value out of, then in that case, I would leave it there as long as it's, you know, topically related to what it is that you currently do. Um, and I would go through and I would try to, you know, try to bring them to life if you can. So one of the things that you can do in that situation before you delete them or instead of deleting them is one, go and look at, you know, just the overall response. Did people leave me comments? Were they liking these? Did people get to the end? Um, were people clicking on the end screens? If not, maybe I need to update what it is that I'm linking to in the end screen. Maybe I need to update the title and thumbnail on this. Maybe I'll just put in, I'll redo everything. Let me put a new thumbnail title, put a whole new description in there. Um, you know, rethink how I'm rethink you know the videos that i'm linking to in the end and then in my community feed i'm going to share that video or a playlist that has that video on the top of it um, and just see if i can bring that video back to life through having more recent viewers in that particular video um, or maybe in one of my more recent pieces of content as long as people respond to that video positively once they get into it then in that case maybe in my next video or one of the videos that i have coming um, i'm going to recommend that as one of the options on my end screen or as a, one of the videos in the playlist in the end screen so i can send people into that particular video to try to give it some, you know, to try to give it some, a, a, a fresh breath of, uh, of life as well. Um, so I would try, I would try those things. Um, let's see here. Next up on our list, we've got, uh, Jay-Z help says, Nick, you're awesome. So is the uh, one and only Dean Emin. D is way more awesome than I am. Yeah. So like, I'm like, okay. Right. Like I wouldn't say I'm awesome. Like, like I'm all right. D D is awesome. Um, so I just want to remind you, um, some of the things that you helped me with are crushing. Thanks. My pleasure, man. Glad that you are enjoying the content. Glad that you are more than anything. I'm glad that you're, you know, getting results from, uh, from what it is that you're doing. Child of the console. Super chat. First time, uh, first time seeing your super chat in here. First time seeing the stream. Welcome to the welcome to the stream. Glad you're enjoying the um, content. It says thank you for these streams. Very helpful as someone in the channel planning phase. Absolutely fantastic. So hey, if you're in the channel planning phase, um, really quick, I'm gonna give you some um, some tips here, really fast. If you're enjoying the show, remember to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend right now. So, if you are in the channel planning stage, a couple things to think about. One. Um, you have child of the console. So I don't know if you're going to be doing like retro gaming. Cause I see the old PlayStation, um, as your, as your face there, which is super clever. Um, but if you are, if you're going to be talking about like specific, like old school games, things like that, um, you can use Google trends, go to trends.google.com. Excuse me. Go to trends.google.com. And, uh, whoo. <laughs> 
If you're enjoying the show, remember to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend right now. All right. Pardon me there, folks. I'm getting over an, I'm, I'm getting over an illness here. So I'm having to like turn my mic down and like cough and stuff like that from time to time. So I apologize. But OK, if you're in the channel planning stage, here's what you're going to do. One, go to um, trends.google.com um, and any of the, if you are going to be covering different games or very specific older consoles, um, if you want to give yourself, you know, the, the opportunity to reach the highest amount of people, um, then in that particular case, just go to trends.google.com and start comparing um, different, uh, different consoles, different, you know, old school games against each other, things like that. If that's what you're doing based on your channel name, that that's what it seems like you're doing. You can correct me if I'm, if I'm incorrect there. Um, in addition to that, hop on reddit um, reddit.com um, there's things called subreddits if you're not familiar with reddit um, to where there's groups about uh, all pretty much anything you can imagine i guarantee you there's probably a group um, about uh, you know old school consoles old school games things like that um, i would definitely embed yourself there see if there's things that people are constantly talking about there that's another opportunity to talk about things that are you know important to the community that you're going to be trying to reach in addition to that, do the same exact thing on Facebook, do the same exact thing on Discord or any other communities that you can find anywhere on the internet or any apps that are available in order to make sure that you are embedding yourself so that you can start writing down over time a huge list. You know what? This isn't fully filled out yet. Um, well, you know what? The video is going to be coming out next week. So I have a video coming out next week about how to start and monetize a YouTube channel. Um, I made like a Google spreadsheet for you guys to, um, you know, that you can fill out for those of you that are going to be starting your channels. So um, uh, just make sure you watch that video. It's not fully filled out yet, so I'm not going to share it in here. But basically with the, um, the, you know, when you're starting the channel, it's really important to make sure that you are like embedding yourself um, in the communities. Not You don't have to be posting all the time, but it's more about um, understanding the things that they care about. So I'm guessing that you're already in some of them, um, you know, yourself, if you're already going to be making that type of content. Um, but what you want to look out for is you want to look for very, not just the games, not just the consoles, but you also want to look for references that people make in terms of, you know, if there's any type of like insider language, um, you know, around like particular games, particular consoles, things like that any like popular memes that are there, any things that people typically purchase, um, you know, around there, if people are talking about like, hey, you know, I went and got this little box that now allows me to play like any old school game, things like that. Um, just start writing down and taking notes on all of these little details within the communities, because these are things that you're going to be able to promote as an affiliate, like those little boxes that I'm talking about. Those are the things that you're going to be able to talk about that are going to resonate most with those people. The language thing that I'm talking about, those are things that you're going to be able to use in some cases directly in your titles and or thumbnails. Um, but at least you'll be able to use some of that in your video content as well. So that as soon as somebody comes into the video and you start, you know, communicating in that way um, or you start, you know, kind of dropping some of those, you know, little things that somebody might say, then that shows them instantly that like you are somebody that is, you know, like really, you know, a part of that community, those types of things. And that will help you, you know, get off to a, um, to a faster start. So um, another thing as well, YouTube does have, if you look for, if you go to google.com, they used to have something called a YouTube Creator Academy, but they they um, they took that out. Now they have something called Creator Tips, I think it's called. But if you go to um, google.com and you go to, you look for uh, Google help pages, then that's going to come up. And then within that, um, go to the search bar there and look for um, YouTube uh, creator tips, I think it is. And then um, you will uh, get another learning resource that's free and provided by YouTube that will just share some good information that you need to know about your YouTube channel, starting the channel, you know, just some rules that you got to follow and things like that to kind of help you get off to a, uh, to help you get off to a good start. But keep in mind when it comes to, um, you know, when, since you are just getting ready to start your channel, um, when it comes to starting your YouTube channel, 
just always remember that, you know, you are making content for other people. So, you know, you have the stuff that you want to do and do that. But always remember that, you know, you have your unique flair that you're going to give everything. And that's the thing that's going to help you stand out. Um, however, within that, um, always remember that you're making content for other people. So those big, like long logo intros and things like that, that don't add value to other people. Um, those you have to make sure that you're really thinking hard about like, why do I even need this in here? Um, why do I, you know, why, why is it important to me to flash my logo on the screen for 10 seconds and have this big, you know, sequence going on? Like you have to really make sure that you're analyzing those things because little details like that can also cause people to leave the video. So you got to make sure that, you know, when you're putting everything together, that you're just being really intentional um, about everything it is that you're doing. Um, homekeeping channel. Thank super you for the super chat. chat says, Hey Nick, you're such a trooper showing up despite not being hundred percent. I'm, I'm like 99.9% um, like I didn't show up last week. I was, I was, I was roughing it um, last week, but I'm like 99.9. The only problem that I have right now, like I feel great. Um, it's just when I talk a lot, and I sit here and talk for three hours during this. But when I when I uh, when I talk a lot, um, it's just my my throat gets a little bit scratchy. But I'm I'm doing all right though. But thank you. Um, next up on our list, we've got Sub Ultra Inc. Sub Ultra Inc. says. The goal of the channel is to create good content and give back to the community. The type of channel is, um, it was science, now moving to social experiments. And the question is, what is the best way to find other YouTubers in my area that film, um, to film with and collab? Also, is it okay to switch your niche? Um, it is okay to switch your niche, especially if you're just getting started. Um, however, if you are going to switch your niche, um, I would switch it and then I would just commit to it for a while. So, you know, in some cases, you know, it can take people a while to get going. Sometimes people will abandon a niche because it's not performing, not because it's not something that they're interested in. Like they're still interested in it, but they just move because it's not growing fast enough to where you might be one video away from taking off. So, you know, just making sure that you are certain about why it is that you're, you know, switching and all that. Um, you can, of course, you know, you can switch anytime you want. But if you do have videos that are bringing in viewers and videos that are doing good on that channel, then in that case, you might want to consider starting a new channel and building that up from scratch. But of course, that's going to um, be your call to make. But when it comes to finding other people, um, let me see if it's still here. Um, there's an app, um, as long as it's still available, called Collab Space. Um, let's see. Yeah, it's still there. So um, so you can use Collab Space. Um, I'm not sure how many users they have, but, um, but Collab Space, it looks like this. Um, that particular app um, is a app that um, that that people use to find other people around them to uh, to collaborate with. Um, let's see here. Next on the list, other things you can do as well. Just a heads up um, on on Reddit. Like if you are, you know, for example, if you're making you know, like a certain you know, like gaming videos or whatever, if you have somebody that you want to collaborate with, then in that or you want to find collaborators, then you can just go and post over there. Like, hey, I'm wanting to you know collaborate with somebody and um, and see if you can get a response that way as well. JRP Music Official, welcome to the stream. Hey, better better late than never. Glad to uh, see you here. Glad you uh, showed up for the stream today. So the next one is from G Ready Prince. G Ready Prince says in its prints like P-R-I-N-T-S, not uh, P-R-I-N-C-E. Um, they do 3D printing as a type of channel. The goal of the channel is inspiration. The question, hello, Nick. I started my YouTube journey about three months ago. Lucky to have a sponsor, but how can I get better at promoting my sponsor? What do sponsors like to see? Sponsors like to see engagement. Um, sponsors like to see um, um, engagement, and they also like to see anything that you can do to bring attention to them. So for example, in this stream right now that you're watching, um, if you look at this TV right here, 
um, on this TV, I've got, you know, my logo that pops up here. And then I have things that I have, like, you know, uh, services that I have and websites that I have, things like that um, pop up over here. But I also have sponsors um, over here as well. Um, at the beginning of the stream, you know, I had the thing where, you know, there's there's two companies that specifically sponsor the stream, TubeBuddy and StreamYard. So because of that, you know, I specifically mentioned them at the beginning of this stream. Um, and, you know, that helps bring attention to them. And if you also look at the different camera angles, let me turn off my automation here. If you look at the different camera angles here, you don't really see much um, except for the StreamYard pillow here in the background, right? Here, you see the TV happening um, over here um, that has all the different stuff, you know, um, popping up on it over there. Um, here, you don't see anything. On this one, you see TubeBuddy over here, which actually slid down a little bit. So I got to fix that. But you see the, the TubeBuddy thing over here. Um, and then, of course... Let's see here. This here, we've got another TV shot, you know, where you see more of that stuff over here. Um, here on this one, you see TV. This one, you don't see this one much. I don't need to pull this one up when people ask about gear. But here, you know, you also see the TV. You see some pillows. You see like the whole shebang um, here. But basically all of these little details, you know, kind of show, um, you know, just the different, you know, the different people that, uh, you know, that I'm working with and all that. And every little thing helps. Yeah, and the StreamYard Cup. Thanks for that, uh, Chris and Sandy. But like, um, you know, all of these little things, you know, just kind of help, you know, subtly um, just kind of put those, you know, um, put those companies, you know, at the, you know, embed those companies into, you know, the different things that I do. So in some videos, even if it's not a StreamYard sponsored video or StreamYard related video, that pillow will be there. Sometimes I'll have like a mug sitting somewhere or something like that, um, you know, just kind of like this um, in the videos to where, you know, it'll have like a logo on it, something like that. All of those things, you know, are also, um, you know, helpful. Other little details as well is um, the... Uh, your channel art. So if you have somebody that has that you have a long term um, contract with um, adding their logos to your channel art can be beneficial. Um, or you know, that can be like a cool thing to do. And they like to see that. Um, if you have a longer term contract, you can also work that in your deals if you want. Um, also adding um, links to all of your video descriptions to you know, to the sponsors that you work with for longer term contracts. If there's only like one video, then you don't want to do this. But if you're like trying to work out like longer term, you know, deals, then in that case, you know, um, saying like, hey, I'll also add your, you know, links, um, and a little message to all of my video descriptions, that kind of stuff um, is also, you know, um, advantageous for, um, for, you know, uh, companies and brands. In addition to that, as you progress through all this, you're going to start, you know, as your channel starts growing and all that, you're going to, you know, possibly get the opportunity to, you know, collaborate on other YouTube channels, maybe do podcasts, that kind of stuff. Um, you know, when you have the opportunity, you know, wearing merch, that's where, you know, some merch stuff comes in. You'll see me wearing different merch and different videos and things like that. Um, also in, in like podcasts and those sorts of things, um, you know, just a subtle mention here and there, you know, about like, oh yeah, hey, you know, I use this or, you know, I, you know, I, I work with, the, you know, these people to help them do this or whatever the thing is. Um, and all also, when they tweet things, right? This is where having multiple social media channels is also helpful. But like when they tweet things, you know, you can retweet the things that are a good fit for your audience. Not everything that they do, but if it's a good fit for your audience or anything that you've done with them, then you can retweet those types of things. Once you get your community feed, if they have a YouTube channel, you can share some of their videos in your channel um, or any videos that you make with them. You can share them in your um, community feed or just occasionally share old videos that you've made with them in your community feed as well for the sake of just that raised awareness. Um, there's a lot of different different ways um, that you can work them into, you know, what it is that you're doing. But at the end of the day, just thinking of it from the perspective of, okay, if I'm trying to, you know, work out these longer term, um, you know, trying to, you're making a Mandalorian power suit. Nice. 
Nice. Yeah, you and D, my brother D should hook up. So he, he does uh, cosplay type stuff too. He does costume builds and uh, he built a uh, Mandalorian uh, as well. But um, uh, yeah, that's awesome to see that you're building a Mandalorian. But yeah, when it comes to all this stuff though, um, you know, there's all these, you know, there's always these little opportunities to, um, you know, to, to involve them. Um, also like other things, that you can do is if you have other things that you end up doing. So like in your case, you're only 3D builds. So like one thing that you can do as well is if you do have a sponsor that is, you know, paying you and it's like a long-term contract, then in that particular case, you can even put like a little stamp in, you know, like their logo stamp and like some of the stuff that you make that would be related to what it is that they do and, and, and those sorts of things just for the sake of, you know, kind of spreading that, uh, spreading that love. Bill. Super chat. Oops. Super chat. Thank you for the sticker there, Bill. I appreciate it, man. So, uh, let's see here. So, next up on our list here, we've got. Uh, next question Movie Land. Movie Land's been on YouTube for less than a year. They do movie recaps. The goal of the channel is to be successful on YouTube. The question is Does the file name really matter while uploading onto YouTube and the tags in the description box, or are they important? The file name has no bearing whatsoever. Um, neither does your thumbnail name. Um, if you go and you look in the code of YouTube, um, if you just go to your web browser on any YouTube page and you, we'll just go to a video watch page and you right click and you hit say view source, then if you look for your file name um, or if you look for your video file name, you're not gonna find either one of them because as soon as it goes into YouTube system, they trans or they change everything and they update all that information to their own IDs that helps organize things within their system. So no, those like, you know, the file name has no bearing whatsoever. Anything that you run across that has that information where people are telling you to make sure that your file name is the keyword that you're trying to rank for and stuff like that, turn and run for the hills because that information is like a decade old. So, um, so no, absolutely. That information does not, um, does not matter. Um, when it comes to the tags, tags can, um, help you uh, bring in views. One of the things that YouTube says is to put in like misspellings and things like that, which also means that people, you know, can use that to find you. Um, but as a part of that, that box is there. Um, so while that box is there, as soon as it is 100% irrelevant, YouTube will remove that box. So for your tags, use it, but don't spend tons of time on them. So for example, um, TubeBuddy, which is the tool that I mentioned here on a regular basis, they're a sponsor of the stream. I got a link to them in the description, but with TubeBuddy, they, they're, um, their, uh, their upload tool um, has it to where you can just click on tags that are relevant to the video. So you can say, is this relevant? Yes, click on it. Is this relevant? No, don't click on it. Is this relevant? Yes, click on it. And then it'll just go ahead and fill out your tags really quick for you. Um, so you don't have to like waste time doing tons of research and things like that. Next. The Mr. Drippy. <laughs> Love that channel name. It says they also do gaming content, and the um, goal of the channel is to build a fun gaming uh, community um, and name people laugh and make people laugh. The question: I have a um, I have to travel for work for a few months a year, and I won't be able to make YouTube videos during that time. What do you recommend to make sure my channel doesn't die or lose momentum? Um, so it won't die. Um, but if you do travel for a few months a year, then what I recommend that you do is batch create your content. So what you wanna do is when you are making your videos, instead of thinking like, okay, hey, this week I'm gonna make one video, make two videos and do that over the course of however long it takes you to get you know four videos or eight videos saved up depending on your upload cadence so that on the time that you're down you have those videos in the can and then you can publish those videos um, they don't have to be the same exact videos you normally publish um, let's say for example if you're normally doing uh, like let's plays then you know you could make like a highlight video or something like that in order to you know have the content um, that you can that you can you know use um, also when you travel for work if you do end up having a lot of downtime then in that case you can also take 
take your footage with you on an external hard drive um, or some of your footage on an external hard drive and you can make, um, you know, um, uh, collages of sorts um, or mix-ups of sorts from that um, for the sake of also putting out content as long as it would still be high quality content and still add value to the people that are, you know, interacting with your channel. Next question. Next up, we've got Waxfy. Oh, hey, I um, actually have a, uh, a, a, a chat that I missed here. Going for it right now, Doug. Give me uh, one second here. Um, let's see here. So uh, Bill says, uh, forgot to tag you. Actually, serious. Uh, shorts creators should be able to have creative thumbnail for short shelf. Um, AI pick is not good for shorts instructional videos. Yeah, I agree. Um, as of now, though, um, you know, there's not really, um, there's not really, you know, much, there's not really a lot that we can, um, that we can do about that. You know, like we can have, we can make the thumbnails for, um, you know, for it, where if it shows up on a homepage or search or something where it looks like a normal video, but in terms of what happens, um, or what they see in the short shelf related to thumbnails. Yeah. We're, we're, our hands are tied there. Uh, mad Mike Sport says, um, in my opinion, having trouble with titles, any advice on how to improve them? Um, book selection, um, perhaps. So when it comes to writing your titles, um, I actually just in our in our channel membership group like a week ago, I put like a, I think it's like a 45 minute video um, on how to write titles um, in there. And depending on the type of content you're making, um, you know, the idea is to one, just some best practice stuff for you. One, make sure that the thing that's gonna be the most important to the viewer is as close to the front of the title as possible. Make sure that when possible, that you also put a keyword or keyword phrase in there somewhere. That's not just for YouTube system, even though it can help. Um, that's more for like, if people are thinking about it in this way and it shows up on their homepage um, or next to another video or it does show up in search, then it just kind of helps make that connection of, hey, I was thinking about this or I was looking for this. Therefore, it's now my homepage and this is exactly, you know, the thing that I'm interested in. So that can be helpful. Um, depending on the type of content that you make, using an audience identifier is also helpful. So for example, if you are targeting moms, um, then in that particular case, um, you know, X things moms can do to X. Um, if you're targeting, you know, dads, um, you know, three ways dads can X. Um, if you are targeting pet owners, specific breeds, let's say you're talking about, you know, chihuahuas, then in that case, you know, four, um, or, you know, uh, most Chihuahua owners don't know these things, um, uh, you know, th that type of thing to where basically your audience identifiers where you're literally calling out your audience. You'll see it in my videos all the time. I'll say YouTubers or new YouTubers or live streamers or, you know, whatever the thing is, um, you know, based on, you know, who it is specifically that I'm trying to get to watch that particular video. So the idea um, is where possible to use those types of things to help the people that you're trying to reach know without a question that the content that you're making is for them. That's the idea. If you're enjoying the show, remember to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend right now. All right. So next up here on our list, we got uh, Waxify taken care of, I think. I'm going to go look at the question here. Okay, no, we didn't. Okay, so Waxify does bi-weekly content gaming channel. The goal is to get 200 subscribers this year. Um, and the question is, should I make a second channel if I want to make different, um, if I want to make content of different games, because those two games have big differences, but I don't have time to manage the second channel. You answered that one yourself. If you don't have time to manage the second channel, then then do not start a second channel because it will, it will slow your efforts on the first channel to a halt because you only have so much time. 
Uh, Mr. Dar says, any suggestions on how to title my videos that are part of a series, but don't follow any specific trends? I've tried different versions, but I can't seem to find the correct solution. Um, instead of titling your videos that are about the part of the series, instead, title your videos in a way that will get people to respond to them that would be interested in that series and then let people know in the video content that it's part of a series and then make sure that you have a link to a playlist going to that series in your pinned comments, in your description, and in your end screen so that it's easy for people once they come into the content itself to one, know it's part of a series for new viewers and for two, for the people that are returning or for those new viewers, if they want to see more about other things that are happening in that series, all they have to do is click into that playlist and they can see all of your content on that. So that way you don't even have to worry about doing it on your title. You're still focusing your title on, hey, I'm trying to get a response, I'm trying to get my returning viewers to click on this. I'm trying to get new audiences to click on this because that's the purpose of the thumbnail title, right? So focus it on that, um, more on that and focus more on the awareness about it being a series at, inside of the actual video content itself and then make it easy for people to engage in that content or in that series by just by linking it up in your um, pinned comment, your description and your end screen. You can use your card for that too, but if you do use your card, make sure you save it for the last 20% of your video um, so that you don't end up sacrificing the performance of that video for the sake of trying to get people to click on that card. Super chat. Neil, Urban Van Life says, glad you're feeling better. Nice Doug top. Nice Doug top. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The value first top. Absolutely. <laughs> I was like, Doug top. What, what, what's he talking about? I was like, is, is, is Doug on the screen somewhere? Like what's going on? Did Doug hop in the stream and I didn't even know it? <laughs> oh, good stuff. So uh, see here. So next up. Oh yeah. Um, so back on this thing. Oh yeah. We did that one on the second channel. So we're good there. So, Hey, um, if you're enjoying the stream so far, make sure that you give it a, um, make sure you give it a thumbs up. I would appreciate that. It's kind of like how I look at feedback here. Once these streams are done, like, Hey, are they digging this? Does it have a lot of thumbs up on it? Are they digging it? Yes or no? Okay, so uh, next up, we've got Absolute Chips. Absolute Chips has been on YouTube for one year or more. Um, the Type Channel says they want to make scripted videos for hypothetical games. The Gold Channel, to make weekly shows people would like to watch. Question, how do I know when I finish my script and can go into the recording phase? I seem to always change my script whenever I finish. Great question. So when you are, um, when you are putting your videos together, um, you will know that you're finished with your script when you put like the finalizing language in there in terms of thinking about, okay, when somebody gets to the end of my video, what video am I going to try to send them to next? Right? So once you get to that part, then of course you're, you're good to go. Um, and then from there, just saying like, okay, um, I might make some changes here, but if I do, I'm actually going to make some changes. Um, either I'm going to sleep on this, wake up tomorrow, read through it and then make any changes there. And then that's going to be the final. Um, and then I do have the option to make any last minute changes while I'm actually recording the video if I say something and it just doesn't sound the way that I want it to say or whatever then I have the option of course to you know make any changes I need to do there <clears throat> um next up on our list we're like 25 so we're cruising through these um we've got e e uh e Eona I, I think is how you say that and the type of channel is gaming again and the goal of the channel is to share my love for all things Nintendo and bring more representation to female queer gamers and the question is I have a video that's been picked up by the algorithm and is getting a lot of views over the last three days especially should I upload more during this time um less or will it have no re um, effect on my new videos so right now you have a video that's out. You had it up online for three days. YouTube is testing against different audiences. People are responding to it positively. Um, so the next video that you publish, um, YouTube is now going to have a choice to make their system on do they publish or do they start? And they're going to do both. But one is going to start getting limited while the other one starts getting prioritized. So basically with the other content, 
When you publish that, the system is going to need to make a choice of, hey, this ideal viewer for this channel or somebody that always watches this channel just came online. Um, which one of these do we show them on the homepage? Do we show them both? Probably not. Um, so it, it's gonna have to prioritize one, which it will figure out based on their interests and all that good stuff. Um, but essentially you can end up stepping on yourself just a little bit. So when you do have something that just takes off like that, let it breathe just for a little bit, stay you know in alignment with your normal upload cadence and um, and don't try to just like jump in and upload something else right after it for the sake of trying to you know kind of um, capitalize on that traffic coming in. Just by them responding well to the video and that video performing well, that by itself is you capitalizing on, the, on that viewership because YouTube is already detecting the people that are enjoying that content. Um, so that when you publish your next video, some of those people that enjoyed it the most, YouTube is going to show that next video to them. So what you wanna make sure that you're thinking about is that video that's doing extremely well right now, when you go to publish your next video, make sure you're thinking of it from the perspective of this. Okay, this video's taken off over the last three days. The people that are coming in and they're really liking this video, what could I make for them next? that if they watch this video, they would have no other choice but to click on this video that I'm getting ready to publish here uh, tomorrow or you know whenever it is your next video is up. Um, so try to look at it through that lens so that you can make sure that in terms of their interest, the things they care about, um, the topical relationship between the two videos, just to where you think to yourself like, okay, um, if they're enjoying this video at a high rate, what can I possibly make next that will give a good experience um, for them that they will be the most likely to click on? Um, next up on our list here, we've got Barillo Home Studio. Barillo Home Studio does PC, uh, or they do everything on a PC. It's a music uh, channel. The goal of the channel is to archive more than a thousand subscribers and having many viewers to my channel. And the question, how can I get my channel to grow faster? Um, if you're in music, um, it's going to come down to, you know, your music, of course, um, depending on your approach for your channel. I don't know if you're doing a music channel where you're just uploading like, hey, here's me playing an instrument. Or I don't know if you are uploading like, hey, here is just a song with just like an image, uh, just like an image there. I'm not sure exactly what it is that you're doing. Um, but basically, when you are uploading videos to YouTube, everything is gonna be based on performance. Everything's gonna be based on the things that you select. Now, um, if you're uploading a song, and let's say that song is like a, an all original name and all of that, then in that particular case, like the people that might be the perfect fit for that particular, you know, song, it might be a little bit hard to identify. So because of that, trying to think of, you know, other songs that you can attach to, like um, to do covers of, so that you can lean on some of that popular music in order to bring people in, get them familiar with your skill sets and your talents and, you know, how good you are at making music, use that stuff to bring people in there. And you'll get, you know, claims on some of that and maybe even all of it, and you won't get ad revenue on that. But the goal of that content is that you're going to do the covers and some of it, you know, you'll share revenue too. But the goal is that you'll do those covers for the sake of bringing in viewers to introduce them to you and the skill sets that you have. And then you will occasionally publish original content that the, that audience that you're building that likes your talent um, can, you know, that YouTube can present to them. And then of course they can come in and respond to it. And then you can wow them, you know, with your skills um, in your original music as well. But the idea is leaning on something that, you know, the people are already familiar with um, for the sake of bringing, you know, awareness to bringing them in for that to bring awareness to the thing that they are not familiar with yet. Um, let's see here. Carolina Love is the next channel here on the list. And they say that they do clothing subscription channel. And the goal is to make it her job. And the question is, I'm seeing a trend in, th um, in thumbnails in my niche. Should I follow the trend or do differently to stand out? Experiment. 
So if you see something that other people are doing and they're doing it and it's working out very well for them, um, then in that particular case, experiment and see if you get a similar result. Um, keep in mind that a thumbnail is an extremely important part, but there are other elements, you know, related to your content that are also a factor in terms of long-term video performance. But if you notice that, hey, a lot, like people are doing this and, you know, people are responding to it, try it, see if it works. Um, also look at it and think, hmm, they're doing it this way, but could I do it in a better way? Not just different, but like, can I do this in a better way? Um, that would be different, but could I do it in a better way? Um, look at it through that lens more so than like, hey, should I just copy what it is that they're doing? Copy it and see, you know, copy the structure, whatever, to see, you know, if you get a good response from it. Um, but either way, still look at it through the lens of, is there a way that I could do this better? Better than they're doing it. Um, next up, we've got B uh, Crafter. If you're enjoying the show, remember to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend right now. B Crafter uploads when they have time. They've been on YouTube for a year or more. Um, they have a gaming channel. The goal of the channel is to get the first 100 subscribers. The question is, why do I get videos with 50 to 60 views, but it gains no subscribers? Um, because people haven't found a reason to subscribe yet, um, or you haven't asked them to subscribe, or you've asked them to subscribe in a way that doesn't give them any information, like asking them to subscribe versus telling them what they will get out of subscribing to your YouTube channel or the value that you're bringing to them. Um, maybe you're just getting started, and maybe some of those people looked at your channel page and they see you don't have many videos yet. Maybe they did, and maybe, you know, if you're not consistent, things like that, and they're like, ah, you know, I'm just not, you know, not going to subscribe. Tons of reasons people subscribe, tons of reasons they don't. Um, but the idea is you wanna make sure that you understand the value that you're bringing to people so you can express that value in all aspects of your content. So it's something you would mention in your videos, something that you would put in your channel art, things like that, in order to spread awareness about the value that you offer, which makes it more clear to the people that are interacting with your content, which in turn makes it more likely for them to subscribe. Next up, we've got Zakira Farah. It's a cool name, Zakira, uh, Zakira Farah says that they upload uh, gaming content as well. Goal of the channel is to help fellow gamers get through content, share tips and tricks for gamers, entertain and get monetized. The question is, I recently had a couple brands reach out to me about making videos for them, asking how much it would cost to have me do it for them. How should I go about figuring out a reasonable price to present um, if I were to go ahead and start exploring something like that um, as someone under a thousand subscribers? Um, it really depends on on how your content is. Like, like if you make really high quality content in terms of like production value, then in that case, you wanna make sure you're charging for it. Um, if your content is more like um, casual type of content, then in that case, you can you know charge a lot less for that because there's a lot less involved. You're not using you know like high-end gear where you're putting wear and tear on it and you need to factor in those types of things and all of that. So it really comes down to what it is that you're doing. Um, I would I would start at like no less than, if you're just getting started, you're like, hey, I want to you know just create a relationship with this company, so I'm gonna do it on the cheap. Um, then in that case, I would start with like no less than like four or $500 um, for the sake of like, hey, you know, that's like a day's, you know, if it takes you a day to make the content or, you know, a working day to make the content, then you're like, hey, that's like, you know, six hours or eight hours, you know, worth of my time that I get in exchange for, you know, four or 500 bucks. Um, and then, you know, I can give them that content. One thing, I, a rant that I'm going to go on here really quick, and I just want to mention this to everybody. So I was on Reddit um, today, and this is going to get, a, we're just going to take a quick break on the questions for like, um, just, just like a minute or two while I rant on this. Um, it's just something I want to bring to your attention because this is a huge problem right now as, um, as there's more content creators like coming on to YouTube and TikTok and Instagram, there's more people just flooding into, you know, making content. There's tons of brands out there that are trying to take advantage of you. And this is one example that I want to give you here that I ran on, ran across on Reddit today. First off, how many people here, um, 
how many people here would consider if you had the opportunity would consider making content for a company if, if that's you just say me um if you uh if you would not then in that case you know don't worry about it or just say no but if you would consider that um just 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 say me but here's here's what I want to bring to your to your attention and I and I'm I'm going to be reading some of this from a Reddit post um that I screenshotted but basically there's a company um they they it's it's this small company okay so we got a decent amount of people in here that that would make content for others so there's this company um they posted in the YouTubers subreddit and one of the things they mentioned is they said that they are a small community survival server. Um, this is a Minecraft survival, I guess. Um, welcoming in a growing player base. It is set during the time of ancient Rome and people work jobs to make money and rank up in society. Here's the part that I wanna bring to your attention. As we look to expand, we look to bring on some YouTubers and other content creators, Twitch, TikTok, et cetera, to join our staff team. Right, so far it sounds great. It's like, oh, sweet. They're gonna be, you know, they're gonna be hiring some content creators. Next, these content creators would be given special rank on our server that would grant them special privileges, like fly, to use to create videos, special privileges to use to create videos, short form content and or series, right? With time, this is where, this is where I got angry. With time, Based on views and server joins, basically based on how good they are at building their company, we would pay these creators for their work. Happy to talk more in detail. Please add me on Discord if you're interested with a little thing here to their to their Discord server. So basically what they're saying here, and I went on, I, I, I tore them down in here um, pretty, pretty, pretty badly. But basically like what they're, what they're trying to do here is they're trying to paint this picture of this opportunity that you have to make content for this company in exchange for special privileges that will help you make the content for their company, right? And what they're doing is they're coming into this YouTubers group and they are essentially putting this message in front of new content creators or just content creators in general, of course, preying on the new people because you know experienced content creators will know not to jump on this type of thing. But basically what they're trying to do is they're trying to get you to work for them for free with the possible chance that maybe sometime in the future that as long as they do their job that you might end up getting paid if their thing ends up working out, right? This is a huge problem. And you see this all the time on Reddit. You see this from time to time on Twitter where companies will make posts about this type of thing and all of that. The the rant side of this, and I'm, I, I'm just gonna read you what I what I posted here, but on the rant side of this, if you're a content creator, I want everybody here to understand that companies are posting in places like this because they don't have the ability or they don't have the budget to do what it is that you know how to do. The skill set that you have as a content creator making content is worth something. So don't ever, unless you see it as like an opportunity, like, hey, I really think this is going to be something that's like huge and gross. So therefore, I'm willing to take that risk. Um, but if besides that, though, don't 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 do this kind of stuff. Don't fall for this type of thing, um, and and basically hook them up for free at your expense. Because every minute that you spend doing things like that is one minute that you're not spending working on building your own brand, and that you're not spending working on building like your own stuff and figuring out ways to monetize through your own thing, so you don't have to do stuff like that, right? So so I'm gonna I'm gonna read what I what I wrote here really quick, but I said. 
So your content creators, who are the ones who will get the message out about your game, are expecting to work for special privileges in a game that might one day get paid if people respond well to the game, question mark, brain blown emoji. Does the rest of your staff also work on game privileges? The last time I checked, the grocery store doesn't. Sh uh, the grocery store didn't have game privileges listed as a pay uh, as a payment option at checkout. You're essentially asking content creators to work for free to promote your game, your game because you don't think the work they do is as important as the work everyone else in your company does. You pin such a low value to the work that um, to the work the people you need help from to do that you're posting here to ask them to do it for free exploitative and disgusting. Any gamer reading this, because they were targeting gamers, by the way. Any gamer reading this should avoid this company and game at all costs because they made it crystal clear they don't see value in what you do and are more than willing to exploit your efforts for their gain. Know your worth creators. If you weren't valuable, they wouldn't be asking for your help. So I just wanted to share that message here. And, and the reason I wanted to share that is because Again, this is a huge problem. And as more and more people and more and more companies start seeing the value in content creators and they start seeing like, hey, we need to get content out there, more and more companies, you know, are gonna need help for this. And some are, you know, because it's expensive to hire people and it's expensive to hire people that know how to make videos. It's expensive to know how to, I had to hire people that know how to make videos and then buy a bunch of cameras and lights and all that stuff. All of this stuff costs money. And it takes experience, it takes know-how and all of that. And a lot of these companies, they're they're willing to pay their developers, they're willing to pay, you know, everybody else involved. But when it comes to the content creators, they wanna throw you guys under the bus because they think that you're okay working for game privileges instead of working for actual money. So just keep in mind, you know, when it comes to these types of things, just keep in mind that what it is that you're doing and the skills that you have and the skills that you are currently developing for those of you that are starting out as a content creator, like they're worth something. So please don't let these companies, you know, take advantage of you because as all of this stuff, you know, as more and more companies are like, hey, we got to get, you know, more people, you know, online helping us with this stuff and all that, um, the more that you're going to see, you know, this type of thing. So know your worth, know that what you're doing is worth something and, and please don't, you know, please don't, you know, fall for those types of things. Okay, so now we're gonna get, now we'll get back into the actual content, but I just wanted to kind of, you know, go off here for a second, just for the sake of that one. Um, just cause that one, that one really, uh, uh, um, it just bothered me today. So I just wanted to, like the, the question that was asked here made me think about that. So I was like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm actually going to share this because it's appropriate for the conversation that we're having at that point in time. So, okay, so next question that we have, uh, Neil, Urban Van Life, thank you, Super appreciate it. Track. Next question that we have is um, from 101057gaming. Um, says that they upload every day, um, every other day, sorry. They do gaming content as well. Um, the goal of the channel is to build a community playing similar content, share tips, tricks, etc., and to help people making gaming title purchase choices. And the question, hey, Nick, I have less than 50 subscribers um, to get to 1,000. Any tips for the last few, uh, please? Oh, you got 50 subscribers left. You're gonna hit 50, 50 or you're gonna hit 1,000. First off, <laughs> high five and fist bump to you for uh, high five and fist bump to you for doing the, uh, for, for, you know, for, for hitting a thousand subscribers, like in advance. So like, you're going to hit it. If you've gotten, you know, 950, um, you're going to hit that last 50. So one thing um, to do is one, just be patient, but two, um, just make sure you have everything set up properly. Um, make sure that, you know, you are, once you hit this 1000 subscribers, if you've already got the milestone in place for the watch time, then this could be the, your step into the partner program. So just make sure you go through your content, make sure you're not using anything that, you know, any copyright protected material, make sure 
everything is like clear in that regard. Um, make sure you're not doing anything like repetitively, all those types of things that can cause people to not get monetized. Um, I would do, go through and just do a quick cleanup on that if you are, you know, if you've already got the watch time requirements. Um, in terms of just getting those last subscribers, just keep keep doing the thing that you know that is already bringing them in. Um, let's see here. So as we keep on going, Bill says, uh, so what do you think of the volley proposition then? Um, I'm not sure which volley proposition you're talking about. I know with volley, um, I initially started using them just because it's a, it's a cool thing. Um, they have, like we have, you know, um, uh, made some, we've had some conversation about, you know, sponsorship type of things, but I'm not sure what additional, uh, volley proposition you mean, uh, Bill. Uh, Nomadic Visual says, hey, Nick, uh, we used to have a van build channel, now a van life vlog channel. You should connect with Neil, um, Urban Van Life here in the chat. Um, we have a van build time last video hit 500,000, but now our new videos are tanking. Um, is this video hurting our channel? Um, I wouldn't say that it's hurting your channel, but the people that are coming into that, they want to see the van build, um, you know, through the time lapse and they find it interesting and they're watching it for a longer period of time. So because of that, one thing that you might want to think about is you might want to think about, um, okay, one, let's try to do another time-lapse about something if we can, just see if people respond to it. But two, also thinking of like looking at that particular time-lapse video and looking to see like how it's all packaged up and, and start trying to think about why you think people responded so well to that video. Because like YouTube isn't just showing that randomly to people and they're just showing it like regardless of how people are responding to it, they're continuing it to show it to people and it's continuing to get views or it's gotten a lot of views because people responded well to it. So because of that, I would dig into your analytics and try to just you know, look and see the reflection of how people responded to it in terms of the numbers. And then from there, start thinking to yourself like, huh, I wonder why, you know, they responded in this way. And then try to test some of those theories that you come up with against new content. Um, because that's the idea. Like when you have a video pop, it has clues all over it as it relates to your YouTube channel. So because of that, going in and trying to look at the numbers of, you know, like, hey, what was my click-through rate on this? What was my click-through rate on the different traffic sources compared to the impressions? How long did people watch from the different traffic sources? Um, in terms of if they watch from a suggested video, how long did they watch for or if they watch from homepages, how long they watch for, if they came in from search, how long they watch for, that kind of thing. Um, and, and starting to, you know, look at all of that and then start thinking like, okay, so somebody was, you know, they just responded to this instantly. It's not something they were looking for. They just responded to it like as a reaction on a homepage. Um, and they watched this for a really long time. Why do I, you know, why do I think that is? Um, whereas if they were watching this, you know, from like a suggested video, maybe they only watched it for like half the time there. Why do I think that is, um, you know, in comparison? And then you start, you know, thinking about that with the additional content that you put out. Unfortunately, because that's something that is completely different from the rest of the content that you put out, um, it does create a little bit of a gap there in terms of the information, but it does show you what it takes for your content to perform at a higher level um, so that you can you know, use that for information for future content. Um, but in terms of that video hurting your channel, I would say it's not hurting your channel because it's still bringing in people that are interested in van builds, which is the people that you're trying to reach. Um, however, the new content that you're putting out because you say that you're doing um, uh, a van life vlog, van builds and a van life vlog, so if the people, if the time-lapse video is a van build, then one thing that I would be, the first thing I would look at is how does our van build content, um, the, not the time-lapse, not the time-lapse, but how does our van build content in general, how does that perform compared to the van uh, the van life vlogs, right? Like how, how do they compare against each other? Um, you can find this out by just looking at each individual one, or you can also find this out. Um, and you can see impressions and click-through rate, all the stuff by going into the grouping feature and saying, these are our van video, build videos um, in this group. These are our van vlog videos in this group. Let's compare them against each other and start looking to see how people are responding to them, you know, differently there. Um, but the idea is 
to start to uncover if like, okay, this time-lapse video, which is bringing in five, or which has had 500,000 eyeballs on it, um, those people, are they, you know, translating over into the vlog content or not? That's That would be the first thing I'd try to identify because if you find that they're not, but they are enjoying the van build content, then in that case, you might want to just lean more on van build stuff if you can, um, or try to figure out a way to work the, uh, the van life vlog into the build side of things because, if 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 you're okay with that because if you start um you know like if you're if you're putting out content that is getting the lower performance and it's content that like you just want to make because you just want to make it and you just want to put it out there then it's fine but if you're like hey i want to get the channel growing as fast as i possibly can like right now and then we can start introducing some of that stuff later then in that case if you find that people are um are watching more of your van build content then in that case you know you double down on that get everything, you know, get some serious momentum going and then start dripping in the vlog content and see if that, you know, that additional bigger audience that you built, um, just in terms of the amount of people watching that content, a certain number of those people will convert over into the vlog just based on them, you know, liking your personality through your content and things like that. So that would be the approach that I would take in that particular situation. But I would say that that video shouldn't be hurting your channel. Matt says, what's up, Nick? Good to see you back. Hope you're feeling much better. I am. Um, throat's still just a little bit scratchy. Besides that, rocking, rocking, feeling uh, feeling good, you know, physically though. Roger Wakefield in the house. What's up, my man? Hope you are doing fantastic. Nice to see you in here. Hope that I'll be seeing you at uh, Vid Summit this year. Um, let's see here. Next up on our list, we've got Finding Flow MTB. Finding Flow MTB does mountain biking content. All right, so we got another one in here that's not a gaming. That's <laughs> not a gaming question. So uh, mountain biking content says the goal is to share the experience um, and local trails with others. And the question, any advice on how to stand out in the niche that I'm in? Um, absolutely. Um, so when it comes to, uh, you know, if you're doing mountain biking content, um, if you have experience with local trails, also trying to find things that um, are a little bit unknown, you know, might be something that helps you stand out, especially if you're targeting just like your local community. Oh, you are going to be there. Sweet. Sweet. Yeah, looking forward to uh, looking forward to it this year. I like need to go. <laughs> need to go this year. So uh, so yeah, super, uh, super looking forward to uh, to meeting up with you there. Um, but uh, let's hear. So uh, yeah, so in terms of um, um, standing out. So first off is, um, of course, if you are sharing the experience in the local trails with others, trying to find things that are, you know, not as public, so to speak, um, so that you can make sure that you are, uh, you know, just giving something unique compared to what everybody else is giving. Um, in addition to that, um, another thing that could help you, you know, stand out a little bit maybe um, is also, you know, maybe interacting with other people on the trails, that sort of thing, either before or after the ride, that kind of stuff um, could help you stand out a little bit. Um, and really, in addition to that, you know, like you and your personality and anybody that makes the content with you and their personalities, like those are going to be the core things that help you stand out. Um, but outside of that, it's going to come down to your offering and what it is that you actually offer in the content itself. So other things that can help you as well is, you know, how you're actually putting it all together um, from a standout perspective. So let's say um, if you're just like, hey, this is the trail. This is what we're doing. This is the trail. These are the things to look out for. That's one type of content versus, hey, this is the story of this trail, right? Where you add a story to it and you try to create, you know, just a more engaging type of content. You shoot it in a different way and you make the whole thing more of like a story of this trail versus it just being like, hey, this is the trail. These are the, you know, this is the way you go through it type of thing. Um, that's a way. In addition to that, um, also looking at it um, from the perspective of 
Like um, if we are going to be doing, you know, these particular, you know, like trails, for example, or we're sharing this experience, um, is there anything that, you know, we we can do when we're shooting this? Um, like if everybody else is doing more amateur style, can we do this in a more cinematic way um, to where we, you know, get the cameras and we learn how to use them to where we can make everything, um, you know, look a little bit more cinematic and a little bit more epic when we're putting it all together. If everybody else is doing that, then in that case, then let's just take a GoPro and just kind of handhold it or mount it to our handlebars and see if people respond more to just a, a extremely raw and amateur version because people respond to that type of content as well. But if you find that people are doing, you know, a lot of the one, then in that case, you know, looking at it like, hey, let's try doing it this way um, in terms of the way you're shooting the content itself or the structure in terms of if you're just sharing the tips or the or a story, you know, in comparison, um, those are, you know, things that can help you stand out in, in any type of content. Like anybody here um, can use, you know, those types of things in your content. Profits, uh, profits, business gurus. Thank you for the super chat. Says, do you do channel reviews at this moment in time? No. Um, however, um, Daniel Batal, if you go to Daniel Batal TV, uh, dot TV, um, he is currently doing them. Um, that's his website. Um, he's currently doing them. Roberto Blake. Um, if you go to, um, awesome creator Academy, he does them. Um, and I think right now those are the only two people that are doing, um, like, you know, just like normal, you know, like channel channel reviews that I, that I have off the top of my head. I think Nate over channel makers does them too. Um, you'd have to hit him up to confirm but I'm pretty sure Nate might do um, channel reviews as well. Um, oh yeah, he's DanielBatel.com, not TV. It's BrianDJohnson.tv, but I don't think Brian's on channel reviews right now. Um, okay, so next up, on our, um, next up on our list here, we've got um, Emerald D Queen TV. Says they upload when they have time. Um, the type of channels, arts and crafts, the goal of the channels to grow. And the question is, I have subscribers, but no views. So what you got to work on is you have to, um, is you have to get, you have to get, um, um, you have to learn how to get people to click on what it is that you're doing. You got to come up with topics that people care about um, so that you can get views, right? So basically the topic helps you make sure that what it is that you're doing, if you research the topic first, that helps you make sure that the videos that you're putting out are things that you can prove that people are interested in. Um, in addition to that, you also want to make sure that when you are, um, you know, putting that topic together, that before you even make the video, that you're thinking to yourself, okay, how am I going to title this and how I'm going to add a thumbnail to this? Um, like, what what idea do I have for the thumbnail for this? What idea do I have for the title? And even if that means you got to write down 20 titles or 50 titles, whatever it takes, um, if you have to go through that process in order to come up with a good title that would match that topic, then do it before you make the video content, so you can make sure that you don't make content that's going to be a really hard time to get somebody to click on, or that's going to be really hard to express in terms of like, how do I express this thing through this imagery or this title, right? So if you start at the topic, then you come up with your thumbnail and or title that you are going to use for that particular video, then that will help you make the video that's also a better fit for that, which then in turn can also help your audience retention as well. So that's that's what you wanna, that those are the things that you wanna make sure you're doing. Because if you have subscribers, but they're not coming back in, if you go into your YouTube channel, for anybody here, that's not getting views right now, um, just to confirm, you know, that YouTube is showing, you know, your content to people and all that. If you go in, you, into your analytics and you look at your impressions, um, you can see this on your mobile app. You can see it in the computer as well. But if you go into your mobile app and you look at your impressions, then you're going to see that YouTube is, you know, showing your videos to people. And then from there, you just have to, you just got to get people to click, right? That's the, that's the, that's the challenge. Um, we got Emerald Queen already. So we're like 33 here. Um, Shrek Sus says they upload when they have time. They do random videos. Um, the goal is to get lots of views um, and get 50,000 or more. I think we did this one already. Um, 
the question. Oh, no, it's not. I got almost 100,000 on my first video, but does the video get more views faster when the video gets more views? Does the video get more views faster when the video gets more views? Okay, I see what you're saying. So basically, if a video starts picking up views and people continue to respond to it in a positive way that's competitive for the platform and can, does YouTube continue to show it to more people more rapidly? Um, yeah, it can absolutely snowball like that. That's how you have videos show up on like a trending page that have like million, um, you know, million plus views in, in the first like 24 hours is, um, is basically as people start responding to it, they, they have an extremely high, you know, um, complete rate on the video, all that good stuff. Um, then in that case, you know, YouTube deems it like, hey, people are digging this. So we're going to show it to as many people as possible as fast as we can possibly show it to them. Um, next up, we've got Xander. Xander says they do gaming content. The goal of the channel is to uh, one day become full time. And uh, the question is, when using Vita editing app, uh, if their watermark appears in your video, will you get copyrighted? Um, no. Um, however, just if you can, if you can pay for the app, um, cause you don't want to upload videos with like watermarks on them anyway. Like if anybody, if anybody here is using an app and you're uploading videos with watermarks on them, um, right out of the gate, it just kind of, you know, kind of, it kind of, I don't know if discredits the right word, but it just kind of, it, it lowers the perceived value of what it is that you're doing. If you're uploading videos with watermarks on them, um, that are like, you know, if it says like Kinemaster, you know, across the video or down in the corner or whatever, um, it just kind of like lowers the like the perceived value of what it is that you're doing. So if you can, um, definitely, you know, try to get that watermark off of, off of there. Cheapens, that's, the, that's what I'm looking for. Thanks, Doug. Um, but the idea um, is you want to, you know, be uploading videos without the watermark on there. Um, next up, we got No Limit Tunes. No Limit Tunes says they do a tuning channel and the goal of the channel is to help others um, on the game get tunes. And the question is, how do I get more views and subscribers in a small amount of people that play the game? Um, same exact thing applies, right? So when you're putting your first off, if you're trying to reach a very specific audience, you have to make sure that you are thinking about not just like coming up with it, but you got to make sure that you're thinking about, okay, if people are coming into, um, or, or if I want people, if I want to connect with people that are interested in this particular game, then I need to make sure that I'm making content about things that they care about. If I'm doing like let's plays, for example, then in that case, you know, you're you're just leaning on hopefully people will find your video and they'll come in and then they'll enjoy watching you play the game. But if you're sharing other types of information about a game or highlighting different things about the game, whatever, then in that case, what you have to make sure you're thinking about is if I am um, going to go through the effort of making a video, then first I just want to go and just kind of look around and see what people are talking about right now about this particular game so that I can make a video about something that I can prove before I even make the video that people are already interested in. Um, and then from there, you just have to think to yourself like, okay, so if I'm going to make the video about this, what would I, what would a great thumbnail be for this, um, and title that would help people identify that this is about that game crystal clear without them having to like examine it or think about it or look at something that's really small or whatever. Like how can I make it as obvious as possible that this, you know, particular video is about this through the thumbnail. Um, and based on the title that I use, um, how can this title be compelling and what about this title would be compelling enough and the thumbnail that would grab their attention and be compelling enough that would cause that viewer to click and define those things. Cause if you can define them, then you're increasing the likelihood that somebody else also might be able to understand it. If you can't define it, then you can never expect somebody else to just click on it just based on hoping that they'll click on it. Right. Right? because they won't need you they won't know what they won't know what it's about 
So what you want to make sure that you do is that you, you know, you clear the topic in terms of like, hey, this is something I can prove people are interested in. Then you got to think of what you're going to do with the thumbnail to help them identify it. Um, and then the next thing you got to do is you have to think of with your title, like what about this is going to be compelling enough and how is it going to relate to the topic and the thumbnail that will cause somebody to click on this. And then once they do, then from there comes the hard part, which is you have to, you know, make the content in a way that will keep people, you know, enjoying the content. So, you know, for example, even if your thumbnail is great, if um, if people you know come in and they abandon the video right away, then that video is not going to perform well. Um, if the thumbnail is okay, but your watch time is great, then in that case, it's going to do the job. You're going to end up getting a lot of views over time. Um, if if both of them are bad, then of course you know that video you know you can just just put it out there and just let it you know do its thing. Um, and if both are awesome, then your videos are going to do great. So um, so you know those are the things that you have to make sure that you're thinking about. So. When you're trying to get views and subscribers, um, even though there's a small amount of people that play the game, you have to make sure that you're figuring out how to reach them. And the easiest way to do that is through that imagery that I was talking about and through the topics about things that they would care about as it relates to the game. Next on our list. If you're enjoying the show, remember to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend right now. Next up, we got Nature Song Sounds for Sleeping. Nature Song Sounds for Sleeping says that they do nature sounds. The goal of the channel is to reach as many people as possible and help them um, the, the way this type of channel has helped me first and foremost and try to make money from it as well. Question, I was just wondering if there's any advice for natural sounds channel to make it stand out from all the rest. Um, first thing I would do, if I had a natural sounds channel, um, is I would get a 24 seven live stream um, happening on that natural sounds channel. Uh, I would actually get, I would do a 24 seven live stream and depending on the immediate performance of that stream over the first week, if it wasn't doing well, it really over the first couple of days, if it does, wasn't doing well, I would take that one down, re-optimize, put up another one. And I would keep doing that until you find one that people start responding to and then just let it ride until people stop responding to it while you're also publishing all of your additional content as well. Um, and then within that, Keep in mind when it comes to monetizing, one of the things that you are also going to be dealing with is the the expectation that people have when they're coming into your content. So one of the things that you're trying to do here is to make money from it. So if you are doing sounds for sleeping, um, it's important that you put a big or that I put a big spotlight right now on the idea that if somebody's trying to sleep and they get hit with an ad, they're not going to come back and watch your videos anymore. They're going to go find another channel where they're not going to get hit with ads um, because they're trying to sleep. Right. So they're sitting there listening to the they're listening to the rain. Right. They're laying in bed. They're like, oh, this is great. This perfect rain sound. They've got the tone perfect. Got a little bit of thunder in the background. This is sweet. I'm starting to drift off starting to drift off. This is great. Oh my gosh. Skillshare. Have you tried Skillshare? Right? Like that, that you know, that type of thing. It's going to come in right in their ear and they're going to be like, oh my gosh, I was just about to fall asleep or I was asleep already and I got to get up and I got to find, you know, something else and they, they won't come back to your channel anymore. So just keep in mind that, you know, you, you know, you do have that kind of thing. So I'm not sure exactly how you're going to monetize. Um, maybe it's through just sending them to like Spotify and, you know, getting the royalties from that and all that. I'm not sure. But, um, but if you are trying to get the monetization strictly on YouTube, just keep in mind, if you're making sounds for them to sleep to, then monetization might be a little bit of a challenge um, for the, for, for that particular thing, since you don't want to interrupt them when they're trying to sleep. Um, let's see here. RWS Killerman says, I run a gaming channel, but the PC I have is four years old. Question, how do I balance working 10 hour days, six days a week and sleep eight to 10 hours due to meds? Do I focus on uploading videos until I get a better PC or do I do both? Um, what I would do is I would focus on 
making your videos. So, so your PC is four years old. That's not, I mean, it's old technically in the tech world, um, but at the same time, I mean, that's not that old. I mean, it would depend on the specs of the computer, of course, and, and how, you know, it's aged over time through the specs. But, um, you know, if, as long as you can still make the content on it, even though it might be slow, um, cause that's typically like, you know, when you have like a data computer, like the one that I just upgraded from, like if you have a data computer like that, it's typically speed is the problem, right? It slows you down a lot. So if you have a four-year-old computer, um, and you're trying to balance, you know, working with the working and sleeping, you know, then in that particular case, um, I would, I would just upload videos until you get a, get a, a better PC, um, basically upload videos and make them good enough that people respond well and get into the partner program. And then all the money that you make from the YouTube partner program, reinvest that into your computer and the other equipment that you use for making your content um, until you get things to the point that you want them to be. Um, and then, you know, start skimming it off from there. Um, but in order to, you know, do that, I would definitely make sure that you are, you know, just kind of reinvesting. Basically, you're going for the partner program. That's what you're trying to do. And then once you get into that um, or from some of the work, you know, money that you have that you're putting a little bit aside every week, if you can, in order to, um, in order to, you know, try to get that PC as fast as you possibly can or the, the upgrade as fast as you can if you if, if that's what you're trying to do um, but in terms of balancing YouTube with you know work and sleep and all that good stuff so when it comes to doing all this stuff um, it's definitely time consuming some content takes longer than other content to make um, if you are if you are making content that you can't make because you don't have time to make it then in that case, if you really wanna do YouTube, then you should, in my opinion, then you should try to explore possibly other types of content that you can make that you might be able to make a little bit faster. Um, so then that way you are working with what it is that you have, and then you can make sure that you're still doing the thing that you wanna do and that you're heading in the direction that you're wanting to go, but you are not doing that at the expense of you getting like a decent night's sleep and you know you performing at your job and, and those types of things. So um, those are the types of things that I would be thinking about um, in that particular situation of trying to get everything done. Um, but you know, if you're doing 10 hour days, six days a week, then I would definitely, I would, I would like, if you're really wanting it. And of course, you know, everybody does all this stuff for different reasons. Like, you know, some people do it as a hobby. Some people, you know, do it for income. Some people do it to completely, you know, change the direction of their life, whatever. So depending on what it is that you're trying to do and how bad you, you know, want whatever it is that you're trying to do, then in that case, um, you know, that seventh day, you know, cause you're like, Hey, I got 10 hour days, six days a week. We got that seventh day and you have all day, you know, that seventh day. So you might just need to learn how to get really efficient on that seventh day in order to make the thing happen that you're trying to make happen. So keep in mind through the other days of the week, you could be working on like video ideas. You could be working on, you know, any additional things that you might need for the video. But then when it comes to recording the videos themselves, um, you might need to do all of that um, on the uh, on the seventh day on your day of rest which will take it from the day of rest and that sucks. But you know, sometimes, um, you know, depending on, you know, what it is you're trying to do. And this is why I said, if it's like a hobby, doesn't matter. But if it's like, hey, this is something that I'm really trying to do for this particular reason and it's really important to me and I need to make sure that I'm doing everything that I possibly can to move the move the ball forward on this, then in that case, um, if that means that you have a period of time where you have to where you have to sacrifice that day off um, to, you know, in order to do it, then in that case, you know, that's that's what it takes sometimes. Um, in other cases, if you're like, hey, I'm doing this as a hobby, it doesn't really matter. Um, you know, if it does well, that's fine. If it doesn't, that's well. Then in that case, enjoy your day off, you know, just spend, you know, the time that you lot to it, you know, to that, you know, to whatever time you have available and, and, and keep moving forward that way. Speak English with this guy says YouTube is hard to take sacrifice. It does. It does. It takes, it takes time. 
it takes time and and that and and you know the the, the real sacrifice is 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 just the time you know the, the time that you have to find to uh to put into it um let's see here next up on our list here we've got by pixel by pixel says that they upload when they have time they have a minecraft uh uh hardcore is what we call it and the goal of the channel says i like making um videos and i appreciate making this my full-time job at some point and the question is i posted my video in, in self-promo discords and i got above average views off of that my ctr and watch time are quite good what else could possibly happen to make it go viral so first off posting in self-promo discords is the worst thing that you can possibly do so what you've done um, is you are posting your content in a place where people are only interacting for the sake of getting views. Um, so they're not, they're not posting there because they want to, they want to watch your content. They're not posting there because they care about your content. They're posting there because they also want you to watch their content. That's the only reason they're there. So what you're doing is you're getting your content in front of the wrong people right now. So just a heads up, you say that you got above average views off of that because you know you posted it somewhere and you say your click-through rate and your watch time are quite good. So just as a heads up, um, when it comes to your click-through rate, the the them clicking on it from Discord does not impact your click-through rate. So the click-through rate that, that you are seeing, that's actually coming from YouTube. Um, keep in mind the click-through rate in relation to the impression you're getting um, is like a whole other thing. But you also wanna make sure that you are looking at your click-through rate from the different traffic sources as well. So you can see exactly where it is you're going great and where it is you're failing. Um, in addition to that, you say that your watch time is quite good. So another thing I would like you to look at when you have time is go into your um, go into your YouTube analytics, go into your traffic sources again, and then you'll be able to see in your external traffic sources, you'll be able to see how long people that are coming from Discord are watching your videos for. And then you're gonna quickly start to see how low value your shares are into that Discord group. Um, but in addition to that, you're gonna be able to see all the on-platform activity as well, like how long people are watching from homepages, suggested videos, and so on. Um, so what you wanna do is you wanna use that information to measure the effectiveness of what it is that you're doing. Because of view by itself, it's still a view, but there's a huge difference between like good views, like, you know, views that matter and views that are views just for the sake of inflating things to try to make us all, you know, feel better that we got more views. So the difference is when you, when you get a good view, that good view is somebody that's going to watch for a longer period of time, somebody that enjoys the content, somebody that's chosen to watch the content based on that content being something that they're interested in and they watch it and they enjoy it because they enjoy that particular thing, which means that they're likely to engage in that content and they're more likely to subscribe, they're more likely to come back to the channel because you've given them something that they enjoy and that they've proven to be interested in. On the other side, when it comes to the Discord promo, you drop your video in there, and then what happens is they come in and they will watch your video for a short amount of time just so they can leave a comment real quick and just say that they watch your videos to kind of prove it to you or whatever, and then they bounce because they don't care about the content. They don't care about anything you're doing. They subscribe to the channel hoping you'll subscribe to theirs, but they're not ever gonna come back and watch your videos because they don't care about what it is that you're doing. Therefore, if YouTube does notice, which they will, they subscribed to your channel, maybe they gave it a thumbs up in the comment, and they watched it for, you know, 30 seconds, whatever, then what's going to happen is YouTube might show the next video that you publish to some of those people. When they show that next video that you publish to some of those people, if those people, um, since they didn't come over because they want your content, they came over just because you're sharing it in a promo group, um, then what's gonna happen is when YouTube shows it to them on their homepages, they're not gonna click on it, which then in turn is going to take that good click-through rate that you currently have, and it's going to drive it down because those people aren't going to uh, respond well to the content when it's showed to them elsewhere on the platform. So, you know, that's one thing that you have to make sure that you're thinking 
thinking about is that all of these groups where they do those sorts of things, it's all low value. Everything that you're getting, it's all just about like making you feel good. Like when you do like those like promo groups and view for views and sub for sub and all that, it's all about just making yourself feel good because you see a number increase. But at the end of the day, it's working against you. It's not helping you in any way, shape or form. It's actually doing the opposite. So just keep, uh, keep that in mind. So uh, let's see here. So next up really quick, uh, speak English with this guy. Welcome to the Nimenati. Welcome to Nimenati. Make sure next time you get the chance, you go to Nimen VIP. That is our members only Facebook group. My little buttons over here aren't working right now. That is our uh, members only Facebook group. Um, make sure you fill out. Oh, none of my stream deck stuff is working right now, man especially as it relates to my uh, my lights. But basically, um, uh, yeah, so go to Nimmin VIP. Um, let me go ahead and put this up on uh, put this up on screen right now, right there. Um, go to NimmonVIP.com next time when you get the chance and fill out all the information on the way in. And that's how I will verify that you are a uh, member over there. So uh, let's hear next up on our uh, list. So Neil says you brought two van life channels together. Oh, good, you guys connected. Fantastic, fantastic. Hey, we got we got Ricey TV in here from Jamaica. That's cool. Um, hot mess with T said. With T said says, um, don't know if anyone uh, will want to do this, but I spent at least five months at my job not sleeping winking so that I could put out content. Now I earn in the low five figures monthly from ad revenue. Yeah, like I, I definitely don't condone no sleep, but you know, like, you know, sometimes like if you're really going after something and you're really trying to, you know, get something done, I mean, you gotta be careful because, you know, you gotta, you know, like it can lead to burnout and all that stuff. And, you know, there's like health and all that. But like, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, just kind of pushing it a little bit, you know, is um, is required or giving up some things just for a short amount of time, you know, like, hey, for the next 90 days, I'm not gonna watch any Netflix. And I'm gonna spend all of that time working on, you know, my YouTube stuff. Like that's a minor sacrifice in order to, you know, get the thing that you're wanting to get and do the thing that you're wanting to do. Um, when it comes to, you know, other things, you're like, hey, you know, normally I go and I spend, this This is me right here. Normally, you know, like I'll go and I'll spend, you know, like uh, you like an hour just hanging out at a coffee shop or whatever, just kind of looking at my phone, <laughs> like that kind of stuff. Then um, then in that case, it's like, hey, you know, for the next 90 days, um, I'm just gonna go through the drive-through and then go back home and, you know, do the thing there. Or I'm just gonna drink coffee at home, right? So it's like, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, those things are, uh, you know, they're, they're just needed. But, you know, like in this case though, you know, like, like she, you know, she, she, she went through the thing in order to, you know, come out of the backside of it, um, you know, with it working and having a good understanding of it and everything growing. She's always like, you know, getting a lot more subscribers and everything's going great for her every time she comes in here. And, um, and she's also doing, uh, you know, five figures a month um, from ad revenue as well. So, you know, it, it paid off. Greg's Art Studio, what's going on? Hope you're doing great. Welcome to the, uh, welcome to the stream. Moto Lex, hope you're doing great. So uh, let's see here. So next up on our uh, list here, we are at 38 um, on our questions list. Um, we've got uh, mechanical, I guess, is the type of channel. The um, goal of the channel is to support my family and to have fun. And the question is, I have a channel building cars and other stuff with motors. Um, is this hard channel? Um, and hold on, and other stuff with motors, is this a hard channel? And it's going very slow. Is this a hard channel to start to blow up on YouTube? So, First, um, one thing that um, is really important to make sure that you are 
um, make sure that you're thinking about is like when it comes to like blowing up on YouTube, like there's a difference between like, hey, I'm gonna blow up on YouTube and get like millions of views per video versus like, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start growing my channel consistently and continue month after month to start getting more higher view counts and higher subscriber counts, like that type of thing. Um, like there's, there's a big difference in those two things. Um, so the blow up perspective typically comes from people that are wanting everything to happen like as fast as possible and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, and the other one is people that are like, hey, I'm like long game in this. I understand YouTube's a marathon, not a sprint. So therefore like I'm, I'm gonna do all the things in order to make it work out. Um, and you know, I understand that that's going to um, end up in a lot of cases, meaning that I'm going to end up having to make you know a decent amount of videos so I can get a good understanding of how people are responding to this so that I can tweak things and develop my skills over time to make better content and so on. Um, but basically, in terms of the channel that you're building, so building cars, total win on that one. Um, in terms of stuff with other motors, um, you might create a little bit of a separation there because then you're doing general motor stuff and not ge not general motors, that'd be the car thing, but you're doing like motor related things, not necessarily car related things. Um, but if you're like building cars, like there's a lot of, you know, a lot of people that are into that. And I think that's a huge, you know, a huge um, potential in that particular one. Um, but when you're doing like the cars plus with, you know, other things with motors, then the other things with motors, you know, people might find you in search and the, those types of things like, you know, hey, how to fix a chainsaw mower. If you're showing them how to do those sorts of things, they can come in and find it from search. But the only problem with that is that if they find you um, from YouTube search on how to fix a chainsaw motor, and a lot of the other stuff that you have is related to cars or other things that they don't have or need, then in that particular case, they're not gonna subscribe because they got the value out of that particular video, it's all they needed from you, and then they're off. So, um, so because of that, thinking of it from the perspective of, I'm trying to build a YouTube channel um, with a community of, of car building enthusiasts. Totally different thing then, because then everything that you're talking about on the channel is for car builders, everything that you are doing on the channel, all the different builds that you're doing, you're addressing them as, you know, whatever phrase it is that you put together for them being builders, um, that sort of thing to where you start creating this community around people that are interested in building cars um, to where it's a totally different thing. But if you are just fixing like, hey, I've got how to put brakes on a Honda Accord, then you end up in that other situation again where you're like, hey, you know, now that person that has that Honda Accord, they're gonna find me about these brakes. But then when I talk about fixing the carburetor on a uh, Volkswagen, then it's not gonna relate to them. So they're not really gonna care. Then that's where things get broken again. But but when you are wanting to like blow up the channel, best way to do it is to be very clear on that audience. Like for example, the, the, the car building enthusiasts, like that's a great path, right? Versus like, hey, I'm just gonna build, you know, I'm just gonna fix a bunch of motors and and, uh, and then hopefully, you know, people can come and find me through YouTube search. Doing the car building thing, they'll be able to find you through YouTube search, but then you're also building a community of people that are interested in car building. And that even gives you the ability to make videos like this, where you're sitting in your garage and you're just sitting about, you know, you're just sitting there talking shop with the people that are interacting with your content, talking about car building, where you might not even necessarily be showing them deep down details and step-by-step -step instructions on how to do something. It can just be a theoretical video about like your choices of paint or why this color of paint is not the right choice for this type of car and like those types of things. So so like the approach that you take when it comes to that, you know, sort of thing is going to make a really big difference on how the channel grows and, you know, the community that you're, that you're trying to build. And another thing too, one of the things that you have mentioned here is that, you know, one of the goals that you have is to, you know, support the family with this. So if you're going to be using YouTube as a means to support the family, um, one of the things that you want to make sure that you're thinking about is one, the life cycle of a content creator, which uh, Matt Kuval um, made a video about um, that I really encourage. I have it in my community feed. I really encourage everybody to watch it. But, um, but that, you know, considering that, um, but also 
making sure that you are thinking about it from that community perspective. Because if you're doing things about, you know, like, hey, I'm on, I'm, people are finding me in YouTube search, I'm helping them fix like each individual part of their car um, or each individual part of their motor or whatever, then in that case, sure, you can sell things as an affiliate and all that. But in terms of the community that you'll build there, it just won't be as, as, as engaged. Whereas if you do the, hey, these are all car building enthusiasts and we're all talking about building cars all the time and we're building cars and we're talking about building cars and we're talking about all these other you know, different ideas about building cars, then in that case, you're building a community of car enthusiasts, which then also becomes valuable to brands in the future. So then all of a sudden, you have this community of people that are interested in car building and there will be companies that will pay you to get in front of that community, to use their products, so where you get shown on screen using their wrenches because they want your community of car builders to know that you use that wrench, right? So when it comes to monetizing, you have, you know, a lot more options as well when you really focus in on like, hey, how can I build this as like a community channel on like a really core, um, you know, topic instead of, you know, dabbling around like a bunch of different, you know, like fixing a bunch of different motors and stuff. So hopefully that was uh, helpful. Um, let's see here. So next up, We've got Masked Skyrim. Masked Skyrim says they upload when they have time. Um, it's a gaming channel. The goal of the channel is to grow out my channel and to get money, but also most importantly, to give the viewers some awesome videos. Question, I haven't made a video in a long time. So what type of video would you recommend to me doing? Whatever you think would be a great fit for your, for your channel. So here's, what you, here's, what you, here's the approach you wanna take. If you're thinking to yourself, like, hey, I took a break, what should I make next? Think of it from this perspective. Imagine, even if you have two subscribers on your channel, imagine you have 100,000 subscribers on your YouTube channel, what video would you make as part of your normal upload cadence? That's the that's the video that you wanna make next, right? So it's not like, hey, I've, I've taken a break, so what should I make next? Should I do like an announcement video, things like that, let people know I'm gonna be back on. Don't even waste their time. What you wanna do is you wanna make a piece of content that is of value to them, right? And And, and publish it just like you normally would. Um, let's see here. So let me, um, Hey, thanks for the heads up there. Um, Aaron's church of Lego fun. See what you did there. Um, I'm actually going to check their channel. It's fine. If they do one, I only hand off on, um, in some cases. Um, yeah. So this one, I won't necessarily be, uh, I won't be handing off to that one. Um, let's see here. So next up we have, um, let's see here. So now we're on number 40. So move through them a little bit slower today. Um, Valentino Sound is our um, is our next question. They do music type beats for their channel. Um, the goal says, I just want an audience, maybe sell some beats. Question, I'm a music producer and I make Afro type beats. I have 65 videos and I just started using ads. My subs are gone up quickly. Any other tips for growing this type of channel? Um, first off, I just want to give you the heads up that um, make sure, like if you're using ads, that's cool, but just make sure that, um, that you do experiment with turning ads off and trying to get an organic response because a lot of times what happens is people will grow their channels with ads and then they'll quickly realize that once they turn off their ads that the channel doesn't grow anymore because they haven't learned how to do the stuff that makes videos perform well on YouTube. So what happens is you grow this audience that doesn't click on your stuff. Um, in your particular case, you'll probably be okay. Um, and the reason I'm saying that you'll probably be okay is because the thing that you're doing here, because I'm very familiar with that space, 
the thing that you're doing here, um, you are, um, you know, you're essentially doing like tight beats. And with that, all you have to do is nail the actual topic there. And then when they come in, it's just gotta be a good beat and then you're you're good to go there. So just having the imagery, you know, that kind of draws attention to it being that type of a tight beat. And then of course, you know, the title itself, um, you know, letting them know that it's a Drake type beat or you know, like whatever, um, then in that case, you know, you're, you, you'll you probably be okay. Uh, but just be careful um, when it comes to the ads though, especially make sure that when you are running your ads that you are targeting them properly as well. Um, because if not, then you could be, you know, growing the wrong audience through the advertising um, that you don't want to respond to your content. So just make sure you're keeping that in mind if you're going to be selling beats. So for example, for this, a lot of people will go after like low tier countries or low ad rate countries, which are people that are not going to be the highest likely to actually buy your beats from you. So because of that, you want to make sure that you are, you know, advertising into the right places if you are going to be trying to sell beats. But any tips for growing this type of channel um, is you know, it's going to come down to your it's going to come down to your music. So it's going to come down to your music and how long like when like I'll listen to those too. like um, like, you know, like if I go to my homepage right now, there's a decent chance that one of them will pop up. But um, um, I, I listen to those a lot as well. And when um, like when I click on them, at the, the thing that matters is like, what do I hear when it first starts? If it sounds like, if it sounds janky, then right out of the gate, I'm going to be like, ah, oh, this is probably isn't going to be that good. And then maybe I'll skip ahead just a little bit and see if it like kicks in anywhere. Um, and if it kicks in, it's the sounds aren't right and all that, then I'll be like, eh, and then I'll, I'll close it down, which in turn would be a negative signal to YouTube, at least for me interacting with that content. However, if it's on the other side and I and I and I play it and it starts and it has this like nice build up, all the sounds are good, everything sounds nice, it's all nice and full. And I'm like, oh yeah, this is this is good. I can get into this. Then I'll then I'll sit back and listen to it. Maybe I'll even go to the channel page itself. I'll look for a playlist on their channel. I'll hit that playlist and I'll just sit back and listen to it while I'm sitting there working or something. So on that note, one of the things you want to make sure that you are doing is building playlists so that people can go and they can binge the um, binge the content as they find it. You can do this all in one swoop if you want, um, or you can do it, you know, to where like once a week or, you know, once every couple of weeks or once a day or whatever, you build a playlist, depending on, you know, how aggressive you are. Um, Art Yesway says that they do, um, let's see here, share my way for relax and joy from the simple things with my art. And the goal of the channel is sharing my art and to get monetized to support me doing art every day. So, hey, really quick, um, and, and I have to I have to mention this um, in the streams from time to time, just because like when the thing pops up about money a lot, where people are like, hey, I wanna use YouTube for money or to support my family, things like that. One thing that I do want to, um, one thing that I do wanna mention is that when it comes to monetizing all this stuff and getting it to the point where you can earn a living from it, um, I really recommend that you do get some type of plan in place um, if you don't have one already. So for anybody that's interested and that's trying to like, hey, I want to do this, like I want to have this as a side hustle or I want to have this as like a full-time income or more, get a plan together and start start writing down and defining exactly how it is that you're going to monetize um, and all the different ways that you're going to monetize and all that. Again, I got a video coming out um, this coming week about this. The video that's dropping on Monday is about um, getting more, um, making your videos more engaging. But then the next one after that, the title, um, it, it's about, I, mean, I can't remember the title off the top of my head, but it's about starting and, um, and monetizing a YouTube channel. Make sure you watch that video. Um, it's gonna be a little bit long, but make sure you watch it because it's gonna help you um, as it relates to what I'm getting ready to talk about. But make sure also, if you are going to be making content for the sake of monetizing it, 
Make sure that you also are making something that is monetizable easily. If you're going to be, you know, if you're like, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be trying to do this full time and I need and I want to do it or I need to do it quickly. Make sure you are going into something and you're making content about something that is more easily monetizable. Um, because, you know, in some types of content, it's just hard to monetize um, unless you're getting a lot of views. So because of that, um, just make sure that you are going into something that you have a high likelihood of being able to monetize it as easily as you possibly can um, with as many possible ways of monetization as you possibly can. Because if you don't do that, then what's going to happen is you're just going to be on the grind. You're going to be on the grind. You're going to be hoping that you have some videos pop and all that. And then you're going to be completely 100% dependent on AdSense. And if you get an in, if you get it like a copyright um, uh, strike on your channel, or you get a community guideline strike on your channel, because you happen to say the wrong thing or show the wrong thing in one of your videos, you get a, a community guideline strike. Then in that particular case, then that AdSense is gone. And if you don't have any other ways of monetizing, then you just, you know, you just cut yourself off, um, essentially. So you got to make sure that you're monetizing in multiple ways and you have to make sure that you do have some type of plan in place because in terms of how you're going to monetize, the companies you're going to try to work with, the things that you're going to promote as an affiliate, um, the type of crowdfunding you're going to do, if you're going to do any of all, um, any products that you have that you would create or that you would like to create in the future, um, anything like that, any ideas that you possibly have, like write them down and, and, and just have them there so that you can start thinking like, okay, how can I work towards making these things, you know, happen so that I can start getting, you know, money from all of these different, you know, ways, um, um, you know, through my content, because, you know, if you, if you start, if you're hoping to like support your family or to make a full-time living off of this or something like that, and you're going into something that's extremely difficult to monetize, then right out of the gate, you're making it to where the only thing that you can do to monetize, or one of the few things is just on platform monetization, which is ad revenue, um, anything that you get from like, you know, super chats, things like that, maybe sponsorships, depending on the content. Um, and, uh, let's see or what else. And then memberships, I guess would be another thing, but one community guideline strike by you accidentally doing something in one of your videos that you didn't even notice. Um, one of those puts an end to all of that. So, you know, because of that, you just got to make sure that you're, that you do have that plan in place so that you can make sure that you are taking the actions towards getting yourself into that position of being able to, you know, generate, um, you know, a, a decent income off of this. Um, let's see here. So, uh, I got scared. Okay. So here, um, the, um, the goal of the channel is sharing my art and getting monetized to support me. I'm doing art every day. And the question is, Hey Nick, I got scared and um, pressure when I get new comments. Um, do you have any advice for how to handle viewer requests, how to balance between taking the requests and not too comfortable to do their request, asking personal questions? Um, I always reply politely, but the viewer seems to be sensitive, even a little aggressive. If I don't request immediately in my coming video, um, commenting sub and unsub me. Um, I only got three to five subs. I don't mind. Uh, I don't mind not much difference anyway. Okay. So one, if they're like, you know, Hey, I'm going to unsubscribe. If you don't do this, just go ahead and just ban them from your channel. So if, all you have to do is just, there's a three dot menu, click on it and just hit ban user from this channel. That's it. Hide user from this channel. When you do that, they can come, they can post, they can say anything. You're not even going to see it. Like that type of viewer is just way too toxic to even waste your time on. Um, so like, Hey, you better do this. Or I'm going to unsubscribe or like, whatever, whatever, like who cares? See ya. Bye. Right. Like it's not even, it's not even worth the, the energy. Um, in terms of them requesting things because you say, Hey, you know, let me know, you know, what you would like me to make. Then in that case, if you're like, Hey, I'm getting all these requests coming in. Um, then in that case, just let them know 
like, hey, you know, as you bring these things in or as you send these requests, I don't do all of them. I just pick the ones that, you know, are the best fit for what it is that I'm thinking at that moment in time or I'm feeling in that moment in time or whatever so that you can kind of navigate it in that way so that they don't feel like, hey, if I make this request, it's a guarantee that you're going to make it. Because at three and five subscribers, you know, if you're getting really low view counts, really easy to do that. Hey, what do you want me to make now? Bob says like, hey, make this. You're like, okay, Bob, I'll make it. But then once you have a thousand Bobs, you can't make them all, right? So you're gonna have to cross that threshold at some point to where you're like, yeah, I just, I, I can't. I have to manage this in another way. So because of that. If you're enjoying the show, remember to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend right now. So because of that, um, just make sure that you are, um, you know, make sure that you, you know, don't create that expectation. Like, Hey, I'm, I guarantee that I'll make, you know, whatever you want. Um, like I would avoid that, you know, definitely on your end. Um, but when it comes to, you know, problematic people in your comment section, like, don't even worry about it. Like just, just, you can hide them from the channel if you want, um, or just choose not to engage. But if you choose not to engage, but you leave them in your channel, then you're opening up other people to act that way in your comments. And if you're trying to foster like a positive, um, community, then in that case, um, one thing that's really helpful for a positive community is to not make it a cesspool where, you know, other trolls or other people that are just negative or toxic can go into your comment section and feel comfortable. So if you have those type of people interacting in your comments and they see other people that are being toxic, then they'll jump right on the train. Other toxic people love other toxic people. So um, because of that, if you are getting that type of thing, I really encourage you to just ban them from the channel, hide them. Um, yeah, great perspective right here. Crazy kids, um, crazy kid, sorry, crazy kid uh, 949 just said, put the trolls back under the bridge where they belong. Love it. Yes, that's exactly, yes. That's exactly, that's exactly what to do. Absolutely. Can have a classroom. Thank you. So um, let's see here. So next up on our list here, um, we've got Aussie K-pop mom TV says they upload one time per week or more. They do a K-pop variety channel. Um, the goal of the channel is to have some extra income when I retire. And the question is, does using brackets, regular square or curly um, in your title affect SEO or not? So what you want to do is you want to make sure that you, what you want to do is you want to make sure that if you are using those, that you have a space between the bracket and the letter. Reason for that is because if you don't, then it becomes part of the word. So you want to make sure that you do have a, a, a space between the, the brackets or, or uh, parentheses or whatever it is that you're using. You want to make sure that you have a space between that and, um, and any of the letters. Um, let's see here. Next up. Landlord from Alabama. Can you explain how to navigate copyrights? Um, basically, in a nutshell, if you don't have the license to use it, if you don't pay for the license to use it or you don't get the license to use it for free somehow, don't use it. That's it. Um, of course, there is something called fair use. If you're trying to use like other types of content in your content, like let's say you're taking um, like, you know, clips from like TV shows and you're like reviewing them or you're like, you know, reacting to them or something like that, then, you know, you have to make sure you're playing within fair use there. But if you are, um, if you are, um, um, if you are not, doing it in a fair use kind of way, then in that case, you know, it can, it can leave you with issues. But in terms of navigating copyright, the thing that I always recommend to people is unless you understand, you know, copyright, um, then in that case, you know, if you don't, you know, if you don't have the license for it and you haven't bought the, the rights to use it, then in that case, don't use it. Um, um, if you don't know how to navigate it yet. Um, one thing that you want to look into if you are trying to use um, stuff in a, uh, uh, you know, like footage and movie footage and things like that in a fair use kind of way, um, is start looking into, uh, start looking into fair use. If you're enjoying the show, remember to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend right now. 
if you go to um, Google and you just type in like fair use, um, then one of the one of the links that pop up is actually going to be like an official government, um, you know, interpretation explaining what fair use is. Start there. And then if you are going to make some type of content to where, you know, it could be questionable, then what you want to do is you want to make the content and then you want to hire a lawyer that is familiar with copyright and you want to send it to them and you want to have them review it and just make sure that they would be able to um, defend it as fair use. And as long as they say yes, then that would give you the go ahead. If they um, feel, if they're like, no, then in that particular case, um, then then you would have to, you know, work with them to figure out a good way to do it in a way that they would be able to defend it as fair use. But the idea is, you know, with everything, you got to make sure that you um, you got to make sure that there are um, you got to make sure that you have, uh, you know, the, the, the rights to it, like, for example, or the license to use it, like, for example, like with our creator mix um, that you always see me talking about here in these streams, I'll go ahead and put a thing up for it now too, here. But with Creator Mix, um, like with this, we give you a license. Like if you go to the if you go to the footer here, I'll show you real quick. I'll actually show you where to um, I'll show you where to get it. So like for those of you that use Creator Mix, you want to make sure that you are um, doing this as part of the as part of the thing. Give me one second, I'll I'll show you here. Um, let's put it up here. Okay, yeah, that works. So what you want to do? Um, let me go to share. Let me go to share screen. Let me go to window. We'll go to this one and we'll add it to the stream. So what you want to do in situations like this, and you want to make sure like if you're um, like, if you buy graphics or something from like, you know, Envato Elements or Tuber Tools or like any of those types of places, then you're going to be good. But what you want to make sure that you're careful about is like using like, you know, the, the places that are like, hey, get free graphics for like whatever. Like you got to be careful because like in some of those cases, like those people can just be uploading stuff that they don't have the rights to use. You'll even see people on YouTube offering music that they download. Dee and I were talking about this uh, yesterday that they'll, they have music, they'll, they'll get it from other content creators, they'll upload it to their stuff on YouTube, and then they'll put it in their description, like, hey, I didn't make this music, I don't have rights to it, but if you want to use it, you can. And that's like, you know, like, they're just getting people in trouble. But basically, like, if you go to Creator Mix, right, for the license for this, um, all you have to do is go down to the, go down to the footer right here, and you click on download license. And then this is going to take you to a page and this is basically the license agreement. So in the event that you need to, you know, dispute or something like that, um, then you have this as proof that you, that you have permissions to use it. So like any, like if you're using any music from anywhere, like you need to make sure you're getting this, um, you, you need to make sure that they have this available. If they don't have it available, then you shouldn't be using it because then at any moment in time, they can strike your content or not strike it, but they could claim your content or technically strike it. Um, but they could, you know, most likely they would just claim it for the ad revenue, but they can claim it and there's nothing you can do to defend yourself. You just have to take the hit. And then in that case, you've essentially went to work for them. Right. So because of that, you have to make sure that you are, you know, that you're doing this stuff in a proper way, because, you know, like, like, you know, a lot of people don't think about, you know, like as a YouTube content creator, like you are like, you know, you're a media person. Right. And there there's legalities to like what it is that you do in your video content. Um, there's like on platform rules that you have to follow. And then there's also like legal stuff that you have to be careful about as well. So, you know, because of that, you have to make sure that you're being, you know, compliant, um, you know, on both sides of this so that, you know, so that everything doesn't, you know, blow up in your face. Essentially, Daniel Batal in the house checking in from VidCon. What is up, my man? Hope that you're doing awesome. I hope that you're having a good time over there at uh, VidCon. Give everybody a high five and a fist bump for me. Hope everybody's doing awesome over there. Nice to see you swinging in here. So there was somebody here earlier that was looking for a channel review. That's the guy. 
um, that's the guy right there. So, um, so that's the one that you want to, um, that's the one that you want to, uh, that's the one that you want to hit up, uh, right there. Shelly saves the day also in the house. What is up, Shelly? Are you at VidCon? Um, are you at VidCon as well? Earthling, nice to uh, see you in here. Are you uh, at VidCon as well, Shelly? So, um, so next up, while we are, um, while we are, uh, while we're cruising through this uh, list here a little bit, we're on question number forty-three. Oh, okay, so you're not at VidCon. Are you going to be at uh, Vid Summit, Shelly? So uh, next up here, we've got Walk uh, Four Eight Six Three. They upload every other day. They have gaming guides is the type of channel, and um, see at Vid Summit, of course, of course, yep. And um, let's see here. So the goal of the channel here is to make um, YouTube my main source of income. And the question is, I have steady views and growth. Recently, I had big news for the game I mainly cover. I covered most of that news. The views were great. Should I double down on the same information while it's hot? Um, would love to have you peek at my channel and give me some feedback. So I don't look at channels during the streams anymore. Um, however, um, when it comes to uh, when it comes to uh, doubling down on the information, as long as it's still you know popular in that space, absolutely. So um, recently, for those of you that know about the Johnny Depp thing, so. Um, Emily Baker, she, um, she, I mean, she always has successful streams anyway, like people, you know, love her stuff, but, um, but she, what she did is she was like, Hey, this is a hot moment right now. And it's based around the type of content that I make. So I'm going to like cover it. And she started covering it and she just wrote it every single day, sometimes multiple times per day. She was doing live stream talking about that trial because it was hot. She ended up having videos, live streams that after the stream was complete, the live streams within like 24 hours would have over a million views on them because it, you know, it was a, such a, you know, such a, a moment. She was like such a resource for that, but she just doubled down on it. And she just wrote it until it was, until it was over. Um, and now she was able to grow her audience substantially. She was already doing great, but she was able to grow her audience substantially from that. And now her live streams, they don't do as well, but they still just get crushed uh, with viewership because she's, you know, she's talking about those things that are popular, but she was able to like really capitalize on that particular moment. I can't even imagine Imagine the the amount of money that she made during that trial. Um, like when you would go and you would watch her streams. Oh, normal mode TV says I watched her every day during it. Yeah, so you know what I'm talking about here. Like you would go into her, uh, you would go into her streams, and it would be like hundred dollars, hundred dollars, fifty dollars, hundred dollars, fifty dollars, twenty dollars, twenty dollars, twenty dollars, five dollars, five dollars, hundred dollars, hundred dollars, five hundred dollars, hundred dollars, like 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 super chats just lining, and they were just coming in, bam, 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 just constantly throughout the whole stream. It's crazy. Um, just with her ad revenue, plus all of that, plus any, you know, like the members she stuff or got, I bet she made a ton of, uh, I bet she made a ton of money. Corin Create says she had over 200,000 in the stream. Oh, she got way more than that. Um, she had some streams that were, that were like 500 plus. Like she, yeah, she had tons and tons and tons of people in her, uh, in, in her streams. Like as it was coming to a close, yeah, she was just crushing it. It was incredible. Absolutely incredible. Um, let's see here. So, okay. So what we're going to do is I'm going to, um, I'm going to do some rapid fire here and we're going to go ahead and just pull some questions directly out of the chat. So for those of you that maybe have just joined us recently and you didn't get a chance to put your question down on the form, or, um, you didn't even know there was a form down in the description, you know, anything like that. Um, if you have a question, um, go ahead and, um, go ahead and drop it in the, um, go ahead and drop it in the, um, chat right now. And, um, and just make sure you put a Q in front of it so I can, you know, recognize that it's a question for me, but go ahead and drop it in the, um, go ahead and drop it in here. Um, just put a Q and then your question. And then, um, and then I will go ahead and I'll just crush through a, uh, a handful of them here. Miss you too, Andrew. Looking forward to uh, hanging out with you at VidSummit. 
Um, let's see here. So um, Tara with Ruby said the value that Emily provided was made more than just talking about it too, because she could explain the legal side behind it as a lawyer. Absolutely. Yeah, that, that's what I mean. Like, like she was just able to capitalize on that on every, every angle. Like it was like the perfect storm. It was fantastic. It was, it was awesome to see. Um, okay, so Marino says after one day of posting YouTube short, which is 30 seconds long with a 90% average view duration, it goes flatlined. Why is this and what do I need to do to prevent this? Um, one is wait a little bit because sometimes, you know, they can they can pick back up after about three days or so. Um, two, in addition to that, um, maybe your average view duration based on all the shorts that were performing well at that time, maybe it needed to be higher. Um, maybe it needed to get more engagement on it. Uh, maybe it will end up doing better in the future. Um, like if, you know, if people are enjoying it. Like for example, if 10 people see it and you get a 90% average view duration, like that's, that's you know, it's still great. Um, but on a 30 second video, yeah, it's, it's all right. Um, but if 100,000 people see it and you still have a 90% average view duration, then that short is going to just go through the roof, right? So, um, so, you know, 90% means a lot of different things based on the amount of, you know, um, actual views that you're getting on that short. Two spanner in the house, Danielle, what's up? Hope you're doing fantastic. Says, um, for snacks and pizza and Super fancy cocktails at vid summit. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for that. Looking forward to hanging out with you at, uh, at vid summit, uh, as well. Um, let's see here. So we've got, uh, let's see here. Use a cue to get your question. Um, how to stay focused from invisible America TV. So when it comes to staying focused on YouTube, um, one thing is to just kind of immerse yourself in it. So like, um, this is going to sound kind of crazy, but you know, like in, in life every day, like we have all these different things that we can be interested in. We have, you know, all these different places we visit on our phone. We have all these different things that we do, but like when it comes to like, Hey, I want to stay focused so I can really get some momentum going on this thing, like immersing yourself in YouTube and not just like watching my videos, for example, but like, you know, watching, watching, you know, videos of myself, other people listening to podcasts, reading, you know, articles, you know, all that stuff. Um, but just immersing yourself to getting an, an understanding of how YouTube works and what's important to do and all that good stuff. Um, basically training your brain to understand the system. Um, that is important while also immersing yourself in the actual content that you make and all the things related to that. Um, if you focus on those two things for a period of time and you try to cut out a lot of the other distracting things like news and stuff like that, um, then, you know, that by itself can really help, you know, help focus you in. Um, I'm actually in a, in a phase right now where I'm going through that same thing to where like typically, you know, like I'll, I'll start, you know, my day and I'll open it up. I answer some comments, things like that. Um, and then, you know, I'll hop on Reddit. I'll start looking at some news, those sorts of things. And I'll start wasting a bunch of time and things that aren't really that, you know, important. Um, so because of that, now I'm transitioning that to like, okay, instead of looking at, um, world news on Reddit and kind of negging myself out on, on the way it appears the world's going, um, instead of doing that, I'm going to hop in the YouTubers group and try to help somebody. Right. So then, you know, by doing that, then what I'm doing is I'm, I'm getting myself, you know, more into that mode. Um, versus, you know, spending that time, you know, elsewhere. Um, same exact thing. We got corn creates in here saying uh, Twitter's a time suck. It is. So that same exact thing, you know, hey, I'm going to hop in. I'm going to check out my mention, see if anybody's like mentioned me and I need to respond there. Um, if not, then maybe, you know, if I see something interesting, I'll share it. But if not, then I'm not going to engage that much on Twitter. Instead, I'm going to spend time um, looking through like YouTube stuff or, you know, interacting in YouTube groups or something like that. So like immersing yourself can, can really be um, helpful for that sort of thing. 
Um, let's see here. Next up, we've got uh, how to stay focused. Oh, we did that one already. Um, very nice. Um, from Earthling says, I'm trying to make people laugh in video games, but I occasionally upload a travel video where I go somewhere. Is this okay? Um, it's okay, but keep in mind, if you're trying to grow a YouTube channel based on people being interested in your video games, and that's what they're coming there for, then the travel might be way outside of that for a lot of people. And another thing that can happen as well is let's say that when your travel videos blow up. Well, in that case, you're going to be driving a YouTube channel on travel content where what you're really doing is playing games. So, um, so making sure that you are, you know, understanding that because it can kind of put you in a pickle that you don't necessarily want to be in by combining different types of content like that on one channel, especially when you're getting started. How many tags in the video uh, for the videos that we use? Um, it's your call. Um, in turn, like you don't have, there's not like a certain amount that you have to use. Like you can fill up the box if you want to, but really the best thing to do is just put the things in there that are just relevant to the video itself. So instead of like, hey, I need to fill this box up. Like, hey, is this extremely relevant? Yes or no. And don't spend a lot of time on it either because the tags aren't gonna be the thing that's gonna move the needle. Spend that tag time and all the research, the tag research that you do, spend all that time on like your thumbnails um, and writing a good title and use your tags. Just use like TubeBuddy to where you can just click on the ones that are relevant and then move on. Um, let's see here next up. What are the best practices for shorts and how they benefit your channel? Um, the best practices for shorts, just like anything else is it's going to come down to you being able to grab the viewer's attention when it first starts and then pull them through as much as the content as you possibly can. Um, you can get them to further engage in terms of subscribing or clicking on your channel name to watch more of your shorts or to go to your YouTube channel. That's even better. Um, but you know, if you can get them all the way to the end of your short, just like if you can get them all the way to the end of your YouTube video, then in that particular case, the shorts are gonna do great. Um, so just thinking about it from the perspective of, okay, this is gonna pop up on a short shelf, which means, this isn't something that people are gonna choose to watch, that they're gonna have any expectation whatsoever when they see this. So because of that, as soon as this slides up, as soon as they slide up and, and it's in their face, how am I gonna grab their attention? How am I gonna give them context to what it is? How am I going to create some type of suspense of what they might get? Or how am I just going to inform them on exactly what it is that they're gonna be getting in this video? Or what is it that I'm gonna show them that's going to wow them and cause them to want to watch more of this particular short? Um, because you know, like on a video, it's a little bit different because they see your thumbnail, they see your title, they kind of know what they're getting into. And then you kind of re, re um, you just kind of confirm that when they get into it. And then you use that, all that information to, you know, kind of leverage your, or to build your hook. You leverage all that stuff on the outside to build your hook for the actual video to pull them in, you know, in a little bit deeper way. But in a short, it's totally different because it just happens to them, right? They're just sitting there. Hey, I'm just sitting here drinking coffee or having dinner, or I'm just sitting here like, you know, I'm in bed, just watching shorts, whatever. And it slides up and then bam, there's your opportunity, right? So just making sure that you're really focused on like, okay, as soon as I pop up, they're not expecting to see me. So how do I grab their attention? What can I do with the type of content that I make to grab their attention and try to get them into the actual content as fast as possible? And then of course, keep it moving so that I maintain their attention, you know, throughout as well. Um, we did the tags thing. Best way to promote an animal channel. Um, by having thumbnails with animals in them on YouTube, because the promotion that you're gonna wanna do is going to be on platform. Like you want YouTube to, you want people to respond well to your videos so that YouTube will show your videos to more people that love animals. Um, works thumbnail by more subscribe. I'm not understanding that. 
question. Um, is there any kind of impressions to CTR ratio to deem it a successful video or does it vary too much from channel to channel to calculate? It varies too much from channel to channel and video to video to calculate technically. So what you wanna do is you want to look at the, at the averages that you get on your channel. So you can use that as like a performance meter. So at the end of the day, what you want to think about is like, okay, out of all the videos on my channel, the ones that have performed the best after these time limits, like after, you know, the first day, after the first, you know, handful of hours, after the first day, after the first 48 hours and so on, what does a good click-through rate based on X amount of impressions look like on my channel? What does a good average view duration look like on my channel? You can't really change that. Um, they're actually working on that part though, in terms of making corrections and stuff. But on the actual click-through though, if you find that like, hey, this is way under like what a performing video it normally does on my channel, then in that case, you can go and you can modify that. Um, do you have any advice for interview style content? Um, absolutely. So when it comes to interview style content, um, of course, you want to make sure the conversation is interesting. Um, you want to make sure that when you are optimizing for um, the videos themselves, like what a lot of people will do um, is when they're interviewing other people, typically they're interviewing experts or people that are like prominent in the industry or whatever. And what will happen is a lot of times people will optimize for the person instead of optimizing for the subject. So instead of taking that approach, you want to always optimize for the subject. So don't worry about like, hey, I'm going to focus on putting this person person in my thumbnail. That'll make the person feel great. But at the end of the day, it's not going to help the viewers understand that that particular video is about something that they care about because it's going to be focused on the person. So in order for that to resonate with anybody, they got to know who that person is. So in your particular case, because you're doing, uh, let's see here, you're doing South African cannabis extraction. So because of that, what you would want to focus on is you'd want to focus on imagery that be that would help people that are interested in cannabis extraction, that would help them identify that your, that your video has something to do with that. Um, and then topically, you want to think, okay, out of all the things that we talked about, what were some really core things that, you know, that were like the, 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 the bulk of this conversation. And then we're actually going to optimize the video for that. And of course, if you can direct the conversation, if you've already done some research on the things that people are interested in and so on, then you can kind of direct the conversation in your interview around that, knowing that you're going to optimize the content, you know, in terms of the, the, the title and all that. Um, if you know, you're going to optimize it around that particular topic, then you can go ahead and plan a little bit of that ahead of time and lead the conversation in that direction. Um, but at the end of the day, just make sure you're optimizing every everything for the subject matter, not the person, unless the person themselves is just a major player in, in that particular industry. Like, so for example, if you have like Elon Musk on or somebody else, it's just like a major, major player that everybody that's interested in the topic knows about that particular person. Um, let's see here. Just recently deleted all my old videos to focus on one niche. Should I upload as much as I can or stick to my schedule, which was once per week? Um, so you can stick to your schedule, which is once per week. You can, you know, double up your schedule if you want, if you want to give yourself, you know, more chances at making content. Um, so you can, you know, more quickly develop, you know, your skill set and all that. And plus just get more and more data to work with in terms of how people are responding to each video. So you can more quickly modify what it is that you're going to create that better experience. Um, in that case, then, you know, you would double that up. Um, but I wouldn't just upload as fast as you can. I would definitely make content quickly, but then I would, um, I would upload that content at a pace that you're going to be able to sustain for a long period of time. How do I discern what people like about my successful thumbnails so that I can replicate it in the future? Patterns. So what you want to do is you want to look for patterns and you want to test those patterns and you got to come up with theories too. So for example, if you have a video that performs well and you're like, hey, this one got a, like the click-through rate that I got on this compared to the impressions is like four times what I normally get. Then in that particular case, you want to say to yourself, okay, why do I think that might be? Um, in some cases, it could just be the topic. 
right? The topic itself can be that thing. Um, but in other cases, it could be like, okay, um, was I focusing, like, did I have specific imagery I was focusing on? Was I using specific colors? Did I have any other elements? Like, you know, was I pointing to something? Was I circling something? Um, did, was there some type of, of framing that I used? So for example, if in my thumbnail I had like a, you know, certain amount of, let's say I had like three words that added like a substantial amount to my title, then in that particular case, maybe that was the thing. So what you do in that particular case is you say like, I think that it might have been these things. And then on the next thumbnail that you make, you try to implement some of those things to see if those things were the actual factor that caused the thumbnails to perform better. But again, topic is also huge. So keep that in mind. You have to factor that in. Um, channel monetization, step two, how long does it take? Just applied for monetization today. <laughs> High five and fist bump to you getting into the YouTube partner program. Congratulations to you. Um, so when it comes to the partner program, some people will get a, a, a response back in a day. Some people will take them a week, but you'll hear back. You'll hear back soon. Um, so don't, don't stress out about it. You should hear back soon. Um, it, some, you know, it, it's different for everybody. Um, so it could happen, you know, it could happen by this time tomorrow, um, or it could take you a week, but it shouldn't take you more than a week though. All right. So, um, I want to hate paranormal truth seekers. Welcome to the Niminati. Welcome to the Niminati. Make sure when you um, get the chance, actually, you can go ahead and just do it now. Um, if you if you can, go to nimmonvip.com and um, that's going to redirect you to our members-only Facebook group. Fill out all the information on the way in because um, that's how I verify that you are a member. Um, if you can do that now, I can let you in as soon as the stream is complete. And on that note, um, I do want to let you know um, that if you are just getting started on YouTube, um, a lot of stuff that we talked about today, um, you know, we talked about all kinds of, you know, different things related to, um, you know, related to making videos and related to, you know, doing this whole thing. So one thing that I recommend is that if you heard a lot of things you're like, man, there's like a lot of stuff I have to do. If you have a notepad and I should have mentioned to you to actually open your notepad at the beginning of the stream. But like, if you have a, if you have a notepad handy, write down some things right now that resonated with you during the stream. If there's anything that I said that you didn't understand yet, because you're just getting started. Cause I know some of you had mentioned that earlier that you were just getting going. You hadn't started a channel yet. Um, things like audience retention that we talked about CTR that we just talked about. That means click through rate, um, things like that. If there's anything like that, that you're like, Hey, I'm not really sure what that meant. Go ahead and write it down now and then hop on Google after the stream or hop on YouTube and just start exploring, you know, what those things mean so that you can just get more familiar with the platform itself that you're going to be operating on. And, um, in addition to that, for everybody that already has channels and everybody that's already moving, um, if you, you know, heard any information during the stream today, and you're like, yeah, hey, let me check that on my channel. Or let me see, you know, how I can apply that with what it is that I do. Go ahead and write that stuff down now too, because as soon as you click away, what's going to happen is your brain is going to start focusing on all these other things and all this information, even though it's going to be in there, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be something that's already happened. So you want to take notes on that now so that you can make sure that you work on those things that resonated with you while we were having this conversation today. So go ahead and write those things down, you know, when you, uh, um, as fast as you possibly can. <laughs> and um, besides that, I want to thank everybody for hanging out here um, today. I was super excited to be back um, in the stream today. I'm glad that uh, that I was able to uh, to do it today and glad that, you know, we were able to have this conversation. And I encourage you, you know, everybody that is, you know, trying to do this, you know, YouTube is hard, um, but I encourage you to, you know, just keep at it, you know, stay focused, keep, uh, you know, keep after your goals, keep trying to, you know, learn and apply all the different things that you learn because, you know, it can be difficult, but, you know, things that are rewarding typically are. So, you know, so so keep at it. And, um, and if there's uh, anything that, um, that, you know, you were like, uh, you know, just not 
where you're just like, hey, I, I don't even know, you know, what he was talking about there. For some of those things, you know, you can write them down, of course, but if you just have no clue, then in that case, just make sure you come back because, you know, we talk about this stuff every single Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern is when we start. So make sure you come back and you hang out. Um, every single stream, you know, you'll learn something, you know, a little bit more that will help you with your YouTube channel, in some cases, a lot more. Um, so I encourage you to come back next Saturday as well. And again, just in case you weren't um, around for it um, earlier, um, this stream is sponsored by StreamYard.com and TubeBuddy.com. Um, both of them are tools that help content creators, but I got a lot of other things down in the description as well that will help you as a content creator. One of those is Creator Mix, which is our music resource um, for content creators. Um, so if you do need music for anything you're doing, I encourage you to check out Creator Mix first. Um, you're gonna love the music over there and we're actually getting ready to upload a bunch more as well. Um, and um, in addition to that, I hope everybody has an awesome and safe rest of your weekend. Um, enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your Saturday. I know a lot of you are over in the States and you're just getting started today. So have an awesome, you know, Saturday and, um, you know, uh, enjoy yourself, be kind to others and uh, have a great weekend. So thank you so much for hanging out. I will see you. Uh, I'll see you next time.